true story. I got my first headshots. My dad was like, you know, this photographer that I work with will take some headshots for you. He, we went up on this roof, and he was like, uh, go stand over by that uh, that air conditioner. And I was like, why? He's like, I think it'll give it some good contrast. So I have headshots of me just crouching down behind an air conditioner. An industrial. He's like, hey, pick up some of those rocks. I'm like, why? I'm not. I'm trying to. Do, I'm trying to be an actor. He's a. He's a funny guy. Uh, he can uh, fix your heating and cooling needs. And if you need him to uh, carry stones, rocks, play a giant. He can. Uh, he can play a Palestinian in a he's movie. He's got a good grip. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. It is the DVE Morning Show. Let's take a look at the weather for today from the Channel 11 Weather Center. Uh, currently it is, uh, I don't know, what do you think, about 68, 69 degrees? Yeah, that sounds right. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at DVE. Val will be back on Monday. Don't worry, everybody. But we will, uh, it is 68, by the way. Uh, hey. We got uh, Julie Grant from Channel 2 filling in once again with news after uh, after this. So Wonderful. I'll give you a quick news update uh, right now. And uh, in Beaver Falls, a pizza delivery driver is in the hospital after being attacked late Thursday night. It happened along 2nd Avenue just before midnight. There's no word on the driver's condition or what motivated the attack. No collar bomb. We're, no, we uh, no this is a pizza driver. Some scumbag attacked their pizza delivery driver. That's not cool. Not at all. Pittsburgh now has a second late night cookie hot spot. Another insomnia cookies open in, on East Carson Street. In the south side, Thursday. Where was the first cookie spot? Uh, <laughs> Myron uh, Avenue. Is it Myron? Uh, Myron. Uh, yeah. In Oakland? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Late night, I'm not looking for cookies. If you're hammered and there's hot chocolate chip cookies sitting there, you're going to crush cookies. I'd rather have something salty and greasy. How about this? It's just me. They'll deliver cookies to you at any hour. All right. Well, now we're talking. That's a game changer. A little different, right? Yep. That's why they call themselves insomnia cookies. Um, Dennis Quaid and Val Kilmer are returning to Tombstone. They'll be in the Arizona town this weekend for the second annual DOC holidays. Doc holidays. DOC. Not Doc Hollywood? No, Doc Holidays. Not DOC either. It's actually Doc Holidays celebration. You're confusing me now. Who are we talking about? You know Doc Holiday? Yes, I do. These are the Doc Holidays. <laughs> That's uh, is that a thing? It is here in Tombstone. That's the whole point of the story. Kilmer played the famous gunslinger in the 1993 movie Tombstone, while Quaid was cast in the same role for 1994's Wyatt Earp. Have you seen any pictures of Dennis Quaid lately? I haven't. Is he fat? No, he's jacked. No, really, he's uh, ripped. I mean, he's always been kind of ripped. Yeah. But he's got that... Um, Is he on the gas, do you think? No, he's on like cigarettes, booze, and Whoa. possibly HGH. You know what I mean? He's got that yeah. real hard look. Mm-hmm. Like, not quite Mickey Rourke and the wrestler, but Ooh. edging toward that. Yeah. Uh, what, first of all, Doc Holliday, like Val Kilmer was amazing as Doc Holliday. In, in that movie. I mean, that movie wasn't that great, I didn't think. No, it wasn't. And Wyatt Earp wasn't really great either. No. Uh, I never really got into either one of those movies. The Western I watched the other night was uh, The White Buffalo, which I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Charles Bronson and uh, 
Uh, oh God, the guy who played the Indian in One Flew Over the One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He plays yes. he plays Crazy Horse, and the two of them. I think that guy was the only person that could play Native Americans around that time. And it's funny, like his name wasn't like you know he didn't have a Native American name. His name is like Will Simpson or something like that. <laughs> yeah, a super American name. But at one point in the movie, they have this awesome like sit down in a cave where they're talking. They're both hunting this buffalo for different reasons. And they're talking about the white man versus the red man. And it is like one of the most (laughs) hilarious, like, gloss-overs. right there. Of fact. Oh, well, I mean, he's calling himself the red man. Right. right. Again, these are... Yes. It was a 1976 movie. I'm guessing it was written by a a white man. (laughs) A super white guy. Yeah. Who has what you might call revisionist history. And it's funny because at the end of it, the Native American guy, the Crazy Horse character, is like... You make good point, white man. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. You know, something like that. I'm glad you killed my people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not quite that. You kill me now? But kind of more like, well, okay. he he does ask that, basically, like, you know. Well, don't spoil it. Cause I'm yeah, just it. watch it. It's great. It's like, it, it was right around the time of Jaws, so they wanted it Ooh. to be Jaws-like. It's a Dino De Laurentiis film. Uh-huh. So the Great White Buffalo, when it finally appears, it's... Uh, it's quite a spectacle, let's just say that. It's not just a buffalo running. It's a 1976 state-of-the-art special effects white buffalo coming at you. Oh, man. So it, it's mechanical. Yeah. And it looks like there's probably five guys running inside of it and stuff. It's awesome. I'll tell you, the best country movie, like the best country western, western I've ever seen, Unforgiven. Oh, yeah. Hard to beat that one. You know, I mean, there's there's, you know, more classic Western movies like I've I've went back and, and seen High Noon and things like that. But uh, real time like that came out when I was a kid. I went to see it in the theater. I was like, man, this is awesome. Yeah, most most of the modern Westerns are remakes of some sort. And that one wasn't No, uh, 310 to Yuma, which is a remake is Fantastic! Yeah, highly recommend that. Yeah, I really like that one. Outlaw Josie Wales will always have a special place in my heart. So good, and good, uh, bad, and the ugly. Oh yeah, anything, Clint. Those spaghetti Easily. westerns. Yeah, yeah, they were good. Uh, Aerosmith are set to begin celebrating their 50th anniversary with a Las Vegas residency in 2019. Guitarist Joe Perry announced the news yesterday, though he offered no details other than to say the run will begin next spring. Press for more details. Perry said the band was in the middle of production and they want to give fans an experience they wouldn't see on a, quote, regular Aerosmith tour. This is going to be different. Meanwhile, Aerosmith will be performing on NBC's The Today Show this Wednesday, August 15th, where presumably more details will be revealed. Oh, cool. We'll have to turn turn the TV back on. (laughs) What a tease. In the studio. Uh, Also, former Kiss guitarist Ace Fraley. Is begin uh, is set rather to beginning uh, uh, the release for his new studio album titled Spaceman, available October nineteenth. The nine song set includes the lead single "Rockin' with the Boys," plus a song called "Bronx Boy," "Pursuit of Rock and Roll," and "Mission to Mars," among others. Spaceman is Fraley's first album of all new material since twenty fourteen Space Invader. Timely. Now with uh, Space Force. It's true. I mean, that's going to be a hit. This could be the uh, over the wild blue yonder for the Space Force. <laughs> Meanwhile, his current U.S. tour stops tonight in Las Vegas. Runs uh, Maybe uh, Mark Madden will catch them. Isn't he out there? He, I think he's back today. 
He's miserable when he goes on vacation. All he does is tweet miserable things. He's the most miserable person when he goes on vacation. I think he should just unfollow Juju. No, he hates Juju. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Who came up with a big one last night, by the way. <laughs> uh, and lastly, officials say more than 60,000 ducks were dumped into the Chicago River yesterday as part of the Chicago Ducky Derby. Thousands of onlookers watched as the sea of yellow ducks floated toward the finish line. The fundraiser benefited the Special Olympics. Each rubber duck represents a donation given to the Special Olympics Illinois. The money raised will support over 23,000 athletes in its program. So that's, oh, that's cool. awesome. Yeah. Steelers uh, preseason got going last night in Philadelphia. And look, hey, they started off with some uh, big plays, including an interception from the defense and Jew, Jew, uh, I was going to say Jewing it up. <laughs> Jewing big things. <laughs> Juju doing that voodoo that he do. So uh, we We're talking earlier about... Uh, um, you know, me eating at restaurants uh, by oh, yeah. myself, which, uh, you know. Well, a lot of comics do that. They, you do. And uh, and I get that. I guess there's just lever of just cantankerous. I don't know. I, I don't like it when they t- ask, they tell you how many sides you can have. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, <laughs> it, I just, I guess I, I, I'll take the salmon and a baked potato and a sir, you only get one side. I get however many sides I say I get. I'm a, I'm a grown man. Right? Like I, I, I know I don't look like I got a lot of money, but I can afford some sides. Here's a 50. Keep them coming. I'm going to rain sides up in here. I decide the sides. I'm the side. I want them all. I want them all twice. I want uh, asparagus twice. I want a baked potato twice. And I'm not talking about a twice baked potato. I want two. I want rice pilaf. And between you, you guys and me, I don't. Exactly know what rice pilaf is. Yeah, like I, no, I, it's neither. different every place. They, it's different everywhere you go. I Googled it. I looked it up. From what I can tell, rice pilaf is rice with anything else that you want to put in it. <laughs> anything. You know how sometimes you drop yeah. your phone in the toilet and you got to put it in rice to dry it out? Yeah. Technically, okay. <laughs> that's rice pilaf by, by letter of the law. That, that's what you're definitively. Yeah, yeah. I, I got in a, looking at rice pilaf. Yeah, I got I got in a little bit of side trouble with the red lobster. I uh, I go. Uh, I'll I'll take a trout. First of all, okay, the waitress. I think she thought I was poor. Okay. And I'm not. I mean, I'm not rich. You're but going to have lobster. How poor could you exactly. be? Exactly. I mean, and and just between you guys, and I, you know, I'm like, I mean, I could do. I could get whatever I want at Red Lobster. Like, I'm, like, I, 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 I'm not saying that I would, but I could go two entrees if I wanted to, you know, a, a couple times a month. But uh, and I was wearing like my third best shirt. I mean, I was I, I, I did not look poor. Right. Um, so I go, I'll take the trout and some asparagus. And uh, she gets real concerned. She's like, oh, sir, uh, asparagus is a premium side. I'm like, so. What does that mean? Like, is is real good? And she goes, uh, "No, it's extra." I'm like, "How much?" She goes, "A dollar forty nine." I'm like, "I, I can swing it." Like, you know, I mean, I got you know, I, I got to call my guy. I got to call my guy. I, 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 you know, he says we could do it. I mean, he says we. I mean, we're gonna have to move some stuff around. Like, we're gonna. Yeah, is I'm there probably a check gonna. Cashing place yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I might have to put off retirement for a couple of years, but we're gonna make this happen. Matter of fact, this is a big night. I want three, three asparaguses or asparagi. I don't know the plural, but uh, I can asparagi. I can. I. I uh, yeah. I'll, I'll keep the girl, but I'm lousy with guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
TV morning show. <laughs> Greg Warren on the way oh, for you. I love Greg. He's the best. Mike I Pers- miss him. I know, dude. I wish he'd come back to town more. Uh, Mike Pursuta is back. He flew back with the team last night. And he's I missed here. him. I missed him. Uh, well, you can catch him when we return. His report on last night's game in Philadelphia. The backups got a chance to shine last night, some more so than others. Defense came up, uh, you know, kind of big. You know, it's tough because it's a lot of people trying to make the team. Right. So it's kind of like, oh, well. Saw some things that concerned me. Saw some things I liked. Yeah. And mostly I saw a bunch of things that I can't determine if it's going to affect the team one way or another. You that know. is correct. But uh, I'm glad to see Fitz Toussaint looking uh, pretty tough out there. And, you know, Cam Sutton coming up with a pick. Cody Sensabaugh's pick. Uh, the boss doing what the boss does. So, you know, all seems right in Steeler world. Mike has a full report when we come back. DVE. DVE Sports. How about Mike Pursuta getting the MVP for flying back with the team last night, sleeping on a couch in the performance studio upstairs, MVP. and bringing you 6.30 a.m. sports. He's uh, your day one starter. He is. I, I feel sorry for the next band that goes in the green room because it's going to smell like Pat Steaks for about a week. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> I promise you they've smelled worse. Sports This Hour is brought to you by Mattress Firm. Uh, the Steelers got done a lot of the things that they wanted to get done in last night's preseason opener, 31-14 victory over the Eagles, and uh, Mike Tomlin appreciated the particulars. You know, we wanted to focus on some, some really fundamental things uh, tonight, um, putting our conditioning on display, um, trying to play clean football from a technical standpoint to minimize penalties and to win the possession of a ball, to take better care of it on offense and to hunt it on defense. And largely those things happen uh, throughout the game. And of course, there'll be a lot to, to learn from on this video, as it always is. But generally, I was pleased with the fundamental things that we all collectively focused on as a group. Yeah, not a not a bad game in terms of uh, execution. And uh, it was interesting. The Eagles seemed to be the team that had trouble on special teams with the penalties. The Eagles were the team that got a couple of helmet fouls. Steelers didn't get any of those. Pittsburgh did have uh, eight penalties for forty two yards. Philadelphia eleven for seventy four. They're Yikes. just they're just undisciplined. The Eagles. You can never win a Super Bowl that way. No. Penalty, wait, 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 okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, turnovers. Uh, Couple interceptions for the Steelers. They also got a fumble recovery, uh, three to one. They won uh, takeaway giveaway, and uh, a couple big plays on uh, quarterbacks drawing the defense offside and then getting that free play. And you see the flag go up, and they they ended up with uh, a seventy-one yard touchdown. Landry Jones to Juju Smith-Schuster, and then they got Mason Rudolph to uh, his old college buddy James Washington, which. Can you believe the cornerback was Pitts Avante Maddox for Philadelphia? It was uh, <laughs> it was Rudolph and Washington scorching Pitt again, again this time in Philadelphia. But uh, they had they had some fun against Pitt in college and uh, continued last that, night. That kid makes some big time catches. I, I, you know, I don't know if it's only when Mayfield or uh, Mayfield uh, if it's only when uh, Mason Mason. Is throwing the ball. Well, I think what you saw last night, and I was trying to emphasize this before the game, Washington remains well down on the depth chart in terms of when he gets in the game. He played special teams before he played wide receiver. They didn't have Antonio Brown last night, and he was still behind a bunch of other guys. But he goes up and gets the ball. High he? points it, man. He he know, He's not open a ton. He's not a burner. Right. But if, you, if you throw it to him, he's going to catch it. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see – 
what they're doing in terms of how long it's going to take to move him up because clearly he's not their sixth or seventh receiver. No, but if Ben trusts him at some point, if he can yeah. earn his trust, and he's got to start practicing with him for that. Right, because Ben hasn't. Because I asked Ben about him, and he he's like, I, I don't know, I haven't thrown to him yet. Yeah, it's been very infrequent. So. Imagine if he had a tool like that, like he does with Antonio Brown, where he knows he can trust a guy and throw it, and he's going to, you know. Possession guy, yeah. But they're not. They're like, oh, you're going to battle for the ball? I'm throwing it yeah. right to you. They're not possession routes, but you, you right. know the play's going to get made. You know, it's not a shallow cross or a dump down, but that kid's, uh, he's got, he's got something. Uh, there's something to that reputation he has of being able to make the combat catch in a 50-50 catch. Did it again last night. Because then you got three guys who do it. Basically, A.B. Juju and and mm-hmm. Washington. You know, and there's so many that they've had. You know, Martavis. You know, that wasn't his forte. He was getting Hell a little no. bit better I mean, at he it. He could streak down the sideline. He was getting a little bit better at it, but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't trustable, right? No, it, it, was, it was happening a little more often. Right. But it, Threw those deep ones to him, like, oh, what's going to happen here? You know. Yeah. What about the kid that was showing some splash last night? Patterson is is does he have any shot of making the squad? Damon Patterson from Youngstown State. It's uh, funny. The one day you guys were up there, he had his worst day. Yeah, he dropped That's, that ball down the sideline. Dropped a deep ball. Dropped yeah. one in seven shots, just for whatever reason. But he is he has been getting himself noticed. Now, Mike Tomlin was asked about him last night. Somebody said, oh, he's having a great camp, and he did it again tonight. Tomlin said, you said he's having a great camp. He made a couple plays. Guy's a rookie from Youngstown State. Oh, Mike Tomlin's not going to uh, rush to judgment in that instance. But uh, there, uh, to your point, Bill, there are uh, there's a spot or two to be won at that position. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see who comes up with it. Uh, good night uh, for a lot of the young guys last night. Uh, Terrell Edmonds. Got a chance to put the uniform on and play for the Steelers for the first time, and he absolutely appreciated that. Yeah, it was definitely fun uh, going out there, just playing your first NFL snap. You know, everything was going smooth. My first snap, well, I think we went uh, kickoff return first. So that was definitely different for me being on kickoff return, but it was definitely fun just going out there for my first snap. Yeah, he was on kickoff return, kickoff punt return and punt. Uh, busy guy on special teams and played a lot of safety with the reserves. Mason Rudolph got to uh, not only just play quarterback again, but he got uh, banged around a little bit and uh, he liked it because it had been a while. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, yeah it's, it haven't, haven't since the bowl game, so uh, you know, I enjoy contact. I, I played defense a lot when I was younger, so that's not a, that's never going to be a you know, I'm never going to shy away from that, but uh, it was actually good to feel a little contact out there for the first time and kind of get back in football mode. Defense, as I mentioned, uh, turned the Eagles over, uh, made some plays, but also gave up some big plays. Uh, we give the honor of explaining how that happened for the first time this season to the newcomer and inside linebacker, John Bostic. We still got a ways to go. We still got a ways to go. Uh, you know, but, you know, guys, guys are starting to see those things. They're starting to understand those things. And, um, you know, once, you know, we all get on the same page, because, you know, football is the ultimate team sport. You know, one one guy not doesn't fit a run right. You know, one guy doesn't see it right. You know, it's a big play on the defense. And, you know, big plays, you know, get you, you know, beating a ball game. So, you know, going forward, um, you know, we got to make sure we're doing what we're supposed to do, uh, specifically in the run game. And everybody's got to be in their gap. Haven't heard that before, right? <laughs> Here we go. It's back. Everybody's got to be in their gap. Oh, yeah. Only uh, one injury uh, of note, at least that was uh, 
the way it appeared in the immediate aftermath. B.J. Finney quad contusion, according to Mike Tomlin. I tried to talk to Finney after the game, and uh, he kind of looked out at the floor and said, well, I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it. So, uh, Antonio Browns was about a week. I don't, I don't know uh, if Antonio Browns quad contusions are different than B.J. Finney's. I think they are. Pomp asked Charlie Batch last night on the broadcast. He goes, that's a quad contusion. So what is that, Charlie? And he said, uh, that's a hurt real bad, Bob. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bob, that's when you hurt real bad. Charlie Batch. Yeah, they need, they need Vinny. Hopefully, that's not a long term thing because uh, they need him. No, no, that's all of their depth <laughs> so far. I mean, you wonder if they're going to somehow try to pick up some more depth on the offensive line going oh, forward. Yeah, I think they've got their eyes open. Sure. Once once teams start making some uh, whittle down, the uh, the first significant pieces might end up in black and gold. They need to go to the Hubbard store. Uh, you also saw. Um, Chukwama Okorafor, uh, Chukes, the draft pick from Western Michigan. He played. He started at uh, right tackle for Marcus Gilbert, whose uh, wife gave birth to a child, so he wasn't there. Uh, he also played a lot of left tackle, Chukes. And uh, well, Craig Wolfley talked about him on the pregame show in terms of his progress to this point, and he said the kid's reputation was that he's he's got the big tackle body, but he didn't grow up playing football, so he's not as aggressive right. as he needs to be. And his technique's also not there yet. But Wolf said, if you can be passive and not use the right technique and still be okay, which she thinks the core four is, then once you learn the technique, you got a chance to be real good. So we'll see how long that takes. Uh, Pirates won again last night, ten to five in San Francisco. Uh, they got six innings of two-run ball out of Ivan Nova and three home runs. Elias Diaz his eighth, Josh Bell his seventh, and David Freeze his ninth. Bucks improved to 60 and 56. They are seven back of the Cubs in the NL Central, and they're four games out of the second wild card spot. Uh, pulling a little bit of a fast one uh, tonight. Uh, they are going with Clay Holmes to start. Uh, it's Trevor Williams' turn. Clint Hurdle wants to back the rotation up a little bit. Uh, he said, coming out of the Colorado series. Now, they pitched well in Colorado. But maybe he thinks pitching in altitude takes something out of you. Uh, they do have an off day Monday after this Giants series, so they're going to have Clay Holmes pitch tonight and then just pick up where they left off with Trevor Williams Saturday and uh, Joe Musgrove Sunday, and then Jamison Tyone will pitch Tuesday the first game in Minnesota. But uh, They are uh, getting it done. We'll see if uh, it was too little too late or not in terms of the hole they dug for themselves before they got their feet under them here. But they're right. They shored up the rotation. They're getting good starting pitching, and they're hitting the ball over the fence. Mike Pursuta with your sports this morning and uh, knocking it out of the park himself there with the first sports cast of the morning. I'm uh, energized by the Pat Stakes. Were you energized by NFL football being back, though? No. No? You've been around it enough the last couple of weeks? <laughs> or is just that wasn't I, an, an example yeah, I mean, of you it? You guys know my theory on the preseason. I think two games max. I think four is ridiculous. Uh, I think you could. You're playing all rookies. I think there's enough teams in close proximity. You can go to somebody's camp and practice together. I, guy like B.J. Finney gets hurt in these games. I mean, hopefully it's not serious. But what is the point of that? The Redskins might be in a lot more trouble. Darius Why, Geis got, going down last night. Oh man, he's getting an MRI today. Yeah, the 
the main players are not going to play very much in the preseason. Right. So, my, my level of excitement is that there are now three left. I got you. When I woke up yesterday, there were four left. I just know we're three games closer to that game where even though Edmund Nelson isn't in the booth anymore, I know somewhere he'll be eating ribs on that last game in conjunction with the Rib Fest. And that will be the official end of summer. It's a home game, too. Break out the sweaters. Edmund Nelson's eating ribs on television. Get out your storm windows. Edmund Nelson's eating ribs. Do you think he'll be watching and eating ribs? Like, (laughs) he'll be sitting at home? Like, there's no does. question in my mind he still has the same ritual even though it's not on TV. Look, I say it every year and I don't care. You know, Cedar Point used to have this commercial where they would like show like snowstorms coming down on their roller coasters and stuff and they would air it in August all the time. They would and it would go summer's almost over. Don't wait. Better get game. to Cedar Point. Edmund Nelson eating ribs is the equivalent of that to me. Like, uh-oh. We're about to hit the fall. There's going to be beer drinking festivals coming up. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, there's a uh, craft beer festival in the Berg this weekend, and uh, we're going to talk to Dave Bracy. Doing big for the Drinking Partners podcast. He's uh, doing really good things here with this. This is a cool beer festival this going on huge. this weekend, and uh, he'll tell you about it when we return. DV. It is the DVE Morning Show, and uh, joining us right now, it's comedian Dave Bracy from the Drinking Partners podcast. Dave, good morning. What's up, man? No, good with you, man. I'm a little hungover. How you guys? You're a little hungover. Nice. Well, you know what? That is on brand. That is on brand, and it's good prep for this weekend's big uh, uh, festival. Day, break it down for us. What is going on with this Fresh Fest, the the uh, the Drinking Partners and Black Brew Culture Beer Festival that's going on this weekend? Uh, it's the first Black Brew Festival in America. Uh, we're holding it here in Pittsburgh, PA. So uh, shout out to Pittsburgh for. Uh, all the love that they've shown us for holding this here. Um, we've got 10 black brewers from around the country coming in and uh, 25 local collaborations um, with some of your fave uh, brew gentlemen, Dancing Gnome, Hitchhiker, um, collaborating with uh, some of your favorite uh, black artists and entrepreneurs locally to uh, do a unique one-off sort of collaboration uh, for the uh, festival. So That is awesome, um, man. All right, so what? how many breweries are coming into town to take part in this? Uh, 38 breweries um, are coming in uh, all together, uh, 10 local, uh, 10 nationally, and uh, 25 locally. So the aspect of it being the black brew culture uh, involvement, uh, I, I saw an interview you did on the Post-Gazette that they posted, and there's like this um, misconception that like black guys don't like craft beer or something. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a hell of a misconception about that. Um, we do enjoy craft beer. Uh, it just so <laughs> happens that um, there's not a lot of us in uh, a lot of the places where people drink craft beer. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, bearded, flannelled white guys there. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know, we, we're trying to change the uh, culture of that um, and make it a little bit more comfortable for, for, for folks to come in and uh, enjoy that. Um, and I don't know, bring some of our flavors in there. Uh, so we've got like some cognac barrel-aged beers. Uh, we've got uh, a beer with uh, some mesquite barbecue called for the cookout. Um, we've got <laughs> nice. Dr. Hollywood making a beer with uh, Butler Brewers called, called uh, Ice Cream and Moscato uh, for the ladies, you know what I mean? So 
Um, yeah, I mean, it is a misconception that we don't like beer. Uh, not only do we like beer, but uh, we bring our own flavor to the beer industry, and uh, you're going to get some of that at the uh, Fresh Fest. I like that. You just think that it's a bunch of bearded, flanneled white dudes drinking IPAs. <laughs> it's more than that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, freshfestbeerfest.com is the website you can go to. And once again, where is this all being held? Um, Nova Place. Uh, so the oh, it's VIP awesome. Is that I, that's a great yeah. location. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the VIP is at Alley 26, and then the uh, rest of the festival is in the courtyard over there. Uh, if you've ever been to the Federal Galley, mm-hmm. um, that huge courtyard that's out there, that's called Nova Place. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to fill that uh, courtyard with about 80 barrels of beer for about 700 people. Um and see what happens. Oh, dude, that, this, awesome. this will be great. Well, uh, I'm definitely going to try to make it down there for Fresh Fest this weekend and beer drinking all weekend long and all kinds of beers from Western Pennsylvania and all across the nation. Dave Bracey from the Drinking Partners podcast. And uh, we'll see you at Fresh Fest this weekend, Dave. We'll see you, folks. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you, white people are invited. Okay, you, yeah. Uh, That's good to know. Well, we needed the invite uh, personally from you, Dave, so thank you. Yeah, so when we get there, can we just go, Do we, we know Day, we're cool. Oh Yeah, I yeah. was going to ask that. Do we have to have a black chaperone? <laughs> uh, you're, you're, we, we, you, can, you can drink from the same tap. <laughs> That's going to be great. All right, I man. Uh, good on you guys for uh, for getting this together. This is going to be cool. The Fresh Fest, Beer Fest, and no better place to have it than in Pittsburgh's historic north side. Yeah. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys for See having me. Yep. See you, Dave. Dave Bracey. Uh, you know. That's cool. Uh, I know it's not fall yet, and I'm not. I don't want to rush it. But last night, didn't you get just watching the football game? Oh yeah. You start thinking about like some heavier beers. Yep. Maybe having a hoodie on. Maybe all watching those, a little football all day, eating bad food. All that illusion of getting in uh, bathing suit shape <laughs> flies right out <laughs> the window. St- I was still. I'm like, I'm only a couple no, pounds I away could, from getting gotta, into sh- yeah. summer shape. And now I'm ready to, to slump into football shape. Yep. Screw it. Let's get the oversized Steeler sweatshirt. No need to. Go to uh, brew fest. No need to stress out about any of that. Um, Mike Pursuta will have more from last night's big Steeler win. It wasn't really big. But still, you know, there's some things to be excited about. Juju Smith making a huge play. Josh Dobbs. You know, it made a couple throws. It's, it's an interesting thing. I mean, obviously Mason Rudolph is going to be here for a while. So what do you do? And I hadn't considered the fact that there may be a scenario they're looking to uh, showcase Josh Dobbs and trade him down the line, or even trade Landry Jones. Ooh, had you thought about that? I hadn't. I thought they really liked his uh, experience. Uh, Having a veteran backup is a pretty important thing. Yes, yeah. ask, ask Philadelphia. Boy, there's a lot of crappy backups around there. Uh, the league last night. I'll tell you what, Baker Mayfield making his debut, looking pretty good. Maybe the hard funny, knocks. Though? Go ahead. Well, Sorry. maybe the hard knocks uh, episode one was kind of edited to make them look more clownish than they actually are. Well, I mean that's definitely the case. But I thought it was just like, can the Browns? go one second without having to regret their decision i mean saquon barkley like first carry 60 yards or whatever <laughs> just breaks off a huge yeah. run you're like ah! a quick look at the uh, steelers report after last night's win in philly Kirk. what's the tire gauge remember that thing <laughs> i put on your girl bike yes the other day oh that's a tire gauge yeah. remember when scott paulson changed your tire yes i do val <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> it, no, did here, Scott it, hold the, the car up with his left hand and change the tire yeah, with his right? He really did. That seems like yeah. he was like that Thor character from Adventures and Babysitting, <laughs> where he just saved me on the side of the road. <laughs> it Scott was, can just it, do everything. Like it, it was like twenty of below. He change your tire. I, I feel He's like the manliest man. It was so cold outside, and I was like, Scott, I'll just call AAA. He was like, That's embarrassing. I'm in your car. I'm not letting you call AAA. <laughs> I'm in your car. That's so funny. He's like, I'm not sitting here for 45 minutes while you wait for another man to fix your tire. Yeah. <laughs> another man. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Never Show. Never going to get yeah. It's the DVE Morning Show. <laughs> Jilly Graham from Channel 2 is here this morning filling in for about. We were all just comparing... Uh, <laughs> Ailments. Yes, war stories. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Tech neck war stories. Ailments. The right? damn computers are killing us in more ways than, than one. Not just mentally, uh, you know, fatiguing us. Poisoning our brains. But physically, like orthopedically, boy, it just screws you up. Isn't that the truth? Is it, you yes. Know, and yes. I'm, I'm such a pansy. I got the new uh, phone, <laughs> and uh, it's heavier than my last phone. Oh, no. You so, notice the weight difference? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I think my wrists are being affected by this. I think you should work out more. It's possible. <laughs> Get back well, in the gym. Get the weight. I always skip wrist day. <laughs> yeah. Can't skip wrists. You can't skip wrist no. day. It's important. Yeah, you got to go Got to go all, uh, all five days of the week there. Get all the body parts. Right, mm-hmm. and you can work on that at home too. <laughs> Julie's here; she's got a news update for you. Before we get to her, let's take a look at the weather from the Channel Eleven Weather Center. You got that mic set, or is it all goofy over there? It's a little goofy, but little... I think we're good. Okay, you tell me. I think now. No, I think you got to. I think we have that. Hold on a second. Yeah, that is that is not right. These arms are just yeah. This wow. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Thank you. This is so Hilarious. Much fun. That's how it was the other day when I was here. You know, we really should do this stuff off air, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? You know, I, I think yeah. the listeners really Next enjoyed time. going behind the scenes and having right. dead air for about a minute. Well, no, they heard vaguely like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah? Uh-huh. Oh, there it is. All right. Randy well, fixed my mic. So yeah. All right. Let's not good. double down on it, and we'll uh, go right into the news here. Perfect. Here's Julie, Julie sure. Grant from Channel 2 filling in for Val this morning on DVE. Here's what I have for you guys. In your news, another rabid animal is found in North Versailles. A feral cat was picked up on the 300 block of James Street earlier this week. Health officials are saying this is the 16th rabid animal that's been reported in Allegheny County so far this year, and the second rabid animal so far discovered in North Versailles. We're talking about that the other day. Yeah, Watch man. out, steer yeah. clear of wildlife. And, telling you, yeah, <laughs> steer clear of wildlife. I think that this and, is uh, a, I mean, a great uh, advice to anyone mm-hmm. at all times. Mm-hmm. And any animals that look cute or look like they might be domestic, they're not nope. cute. They're not domesticated. No. Those raccoons, I'm telling you, the raccoons in my backyard are rabid. Mm-hmm. They have to be. Did I tell you I, there was a deer in my backyard eating this? You know, eating this bush plant. for like yeah, yeah, for a good ten minutes. And we opened the window, and the girls were, like, yelling at it, like, get out of here! Right. The deer just would, like, look back and just not, not be care. phased at all. <laughs> so I took a clementine and went out onto the porch and whipped it at it, yeah. chucked it at it. <laughs> and I missed it, you know, because I don't, I have a great arm, and, and I threw my arm out. Um, I probably am going to need Tommy John, but um, the, the, 
I swear to God, this deer did not, didn't not move. He came deeper into the yard. Yeah, like so oh, wow. Made eye contact with me yep. and pooped in my yard. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and I was like, "What's going on here? Do we have a thing now? Is this like gang he, war? He just raised the stakes. Mm-hmm. A little gang war. You versus the deer. So I don't know what to do now. They don't. They're not even afraid of my car anymore. Because when I come to work, I always see deer. And it's only a two-mile drive to work for me. Right. And I, they don't care. They're just kind of like, <laughs> they, they actually give you the nod. Sup with you. Sup. <laughs> but they, I don't think those deer are rabid. Yeah. They're just full of disease and deer ticks. Right. Right. Yeah. And Which is still not great. <laughs> not, also else. not good. Mm-hmm. All right. What other happy news so do we have? Here's what else we have. Well, this is useful. An electronic recycling event is being held at the Greene County Fairgrounds next week. So if you have some items in your home, think about that. It's being held in Waynesburg. It'll be Wednesday with many items being taken for free. Organizers say there will be charges, though, to dispose of things like fluorescent or CFL light bulbs, things that might have Freon in them, or any smashed or disassembled cathode ray TVs. Yeah, I, I really need to do that but then you really have to trust that they're taking it to the place they say they're going to take it to well what are they going to do with it i don't know they're going to leave it in a pile wasn't there just a story that they're not really recycling anymore they're not really recycling anymore okay we we, china stopped buying our recyclables (laughs) so we're just a lot of them are just piling up right now and some are even being dragged to the landfill that's what i'm talking about yeah (laughs) but with these at least it's peace of mind for us we did the right thing. Right. And that's We're not all the one who that the matters. You've done your part. Exactly. Now, in your music news, guys, did you know not only is today Friday, but it is also Duran Duran Appreciation Day. Didn't know that. Right. <laughs> and you might not have celebrated the occasion before, Randy and Bill, but before today is your day to take note <laughs> of and appreciate all things Duran Duran. The English pop stars were, of course, one of the most successful bands of the 80s. For sure. It's a happy Duran Duran day to you both. Oh, yeah. Um, Thank you. I know you like this guy. <laughs> I think they're an underrated band. Like, it wasn't cool to say you like Duran Duran when, you know, when I was a kid. Uh, but uh, they're actually really good. And they're still good in concert. Are they? Yeah. Everybody raves about their live show. Because they were actual musicians. They were good players. Mm-hmm. Like John Taylor, the dude on bass, he was really good. And I can't remember the guitarist player's name. And Nick, whatever, the keyboard player. Maybe I like Duran Duran, and I know the people's names, right, Bill? I like a couple songs. I'm, I don't go deep into their catalog, but Hungry Like a Wolf is a classic. Girls on Film, Rio. Um, that's about several it other for ones. Me. I mean, that's that's where mine falls off a cliff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know you guys like this guy, Eric Clapton, one of a handful of special guests on Doyle Bramhall 2's upcoming fifth studio album, Shades. Clapton provides a signature sounding solo on the bluesy and soulful song, Everything You Need. And in addition to Clapton, Bramhall also collaborated with the Tedeschi Trucks Band and Nora Jones. Shades features a total of 12 tracks that will be available on October the 5th. Yeah, we had him in studio one time. Doyle <gasps> Bramhall was here a f- oh, like really? many years ago. It was over 10 years ago, but it was... Uh, it was very cool. He sat in and played all morning. He played, I think, three songs, and he's nice. been clapped inside man forever. That's awesome. Yeah, he's just a badass, badass. Very cool. Well, in some lifestyle news for you guys, brain freeze happens when the nerves in the top of your mouth, you know, get too cold, right? But there's some new research saying you can prevent it when you're eating your ice cream by turning the spoon upside down, and you can get rid of it by breathing with your hands cupped over your mouth or by drinking something hot. 
This is mm. some real breaking brain freeze, yeah. brain freeze news right here. <laughs> Big news. I know. This is good Look stuff. out. <laughs> I always feel my absolute dumbest when I have brain freeze. I'm like, really? <laughs> so my brain hurts right now because I'm eating ice cream too fast? <laughs> I got to change my life. It's horrible, isn't it? Oh, it's the worst. It is. It is. I'm seeing my kids now get it, and it's Aww. pretty funny. You know, it's terrifying that when you're a little kid and you get it for the first time because you don't know what it is. Ah! <laughs> ah! Is it like too much? Awesome turns to to bad. It's like a kid stroke. <laughs> you just freak out for a little bit. You're like, okay, I'm okay. All right, I'm fine. Right. So a new survey found that 15 percent of college kids who get extra spending money from their parents spend most of it on partying. But the most common thing kids spend it on are pretty innocent restaurants, clothes and snacks. Um, however, there is a 15 percent chance that they will blow it all on booze. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds no about right. Question. Yeah. But I remember back in the day, like dudes used to throw in, and it would be like, "Oh, let's get a a thirty rack for ten dollars, <laughs> or a party ball for twenty." I got a couple bucks. years on you. Yeah, it wasn't that much. The party balls, you could chip in three bucks a piece and have I mean, a pretty nice just, party. And then you just drink all day and night. The party balls were big because those taps didn't matter. When you were like getting kegs, we you know we'd have like you know the wood. The, the keg party in the woods and one person would always be in charge of the tap because that was expensive. So oh, yeah, that was like if the cops came, one dude had to grab that. <laughs> right. when, Get looking that tap, dude. Get looking that tap. back on it, is that the dumbest, dumbest trade-off in the world? Yes, I'm willing to put myself at greater risk of being nabbed by the cops for underage drinking in order to save this $30 deposit. <laughs> like, j- run for your life, kid. It's I like... Was it Was it 30 is that how much it was? Because I, I always thought it was like, yeah, 30 or 15 I think or maybe something. it was 30 for the keg and 15 for the, I don't know. It was it was about 30 bucks. It was something like that. It wasn't enough to risk getting busted. <laughs> See, I, my point. I never knew how to like put the tap on, take Mm-mm. the tap off. I'm the guy that's just like, I'll just wait in the background till enough people have got the foam out of the top of the keg and then I'll drink. That's what that's what I'm bringing to it. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's a necessary uh, trait as well. <laughs> All right, you got one more for us? I sure do. So a new study provides more proof that our pets really do make us happier. A new survey compared non-pet owners to people who have at least one cat or one dog, and the ones with pets were more likely to be married, have kids, volunteer, exercise, and have a job that they enjoy. Aww. Pets. Every, every time they come out with a study about pets, anybody that has a pet is like, yeah, I know. Yep. That's why I have my pet. They understand you when you talk to them. They make your life better. Your blood pressure is lower. You like pets better than people. All of these things. Mm -hmm. Anybody that has a pet knows. Yeah, we don't need a study. It's a study for people who don't have pets. What if you have a crazy pet, though? Like, what if you have a dog that just eats all of your things? You still love it. You just just are constantly arguing with it. You're like, you're a good boy, but why do you got to eat everything? <laughs> why do you eat my shoes? But if you're like me, and you just schedule-wise can't have a pet, remind yourself, this is another creature that you will have to be aware of every poop it ever takes. <laughs> every last one. You have to be a witness. You have to be a witness, and you have to do something about it. That makes me feel better. Right. <laughs>
<laughs> Saying being a witness makes me think of LeBron. Like every time your dog poops, you have <laughs> we a are all witnesses. You just throw up in the air. <laughs> I'm gonna clean this up now. So uh, Julie Grant from Channel Two with your news this morning. Thanks so much. Uh, My you know, there's the big Steel Con going on this weekend. Steel City Con, rather huge. And I can't believe the the guest list for this thing. It's pretty impressive. John Cusack is going to be there. Wow. Uh, yeah. Kathleen Turner is going to be there as well. I've seen um, her naked. Um, well, you know, she did an interview with Vulture this week. I don't know if any of you guys saw it. It's an awesome oh, yeah. interview. She really blows up a lot of people, um, mostly just sort of like the old Hollywood and, you know, this whole era of uh, women uh, finally sort of asserting themselves and getting some equality in the industry or at least striving for more equality in the industry. Oh, yeah. She's mm-hmm. she's tough as nails. She's napalm and everybody. No doubt about it. So if you if you want to check that out, I, I recommend it before you go out there this weekend because she lights some people on fire. She talks about being on Friends and she's like, yeah, they were a pain in the ass. They didn't really care about me. <laughs> at all and just fighting with you know michael douglas back in the day like she has nothing but good things to say about him though oh but, okay i was gonna say don't don't ruin that for me romancing the stone was one of my favorite films one uh, hey, honestly it was i mean you think back to the kathleen turner ouvoir. her 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 film list is just incredible Ira, you miserable worm you lied to me you said she was a city girl out of her element just get her in the map and bring him back piece of cake Piece of cake, my butt. What went wrong? I'll tell you what went wrong. First of all, guess who else is here? You're dead right, Solo. What? Secondly, she's got herself a partner. Like shooting holes and everything. Michael Douglas. He was so good in that. Dude, Danny DeVito was hilarious in that, too. $375 in Travis checks? Not a deal. That's just the beginning of what's going on oh, down yeah. here. That was, uh, it's a great movie. The sequel stinks, and she talks Dijon about why the sequel. Wilder? She's so PO'd about the way The Jewel of the Nile turned out because she they wouldn't hire the same writer as this woman writer, and it was it was so successful on the first run with with um, uh, Romancing the Stone. Yeah. She wanted more money, and they're like, no, nah, no, nah, we'll just get some schlubs to write it. And Kathleen Turner was like, what the I'm not doing it then. And then Michael Douglas sued her. He's like, you have to do it. You have to. It's in your contract. You you got to do it. And so he just, you know, it was like a business thing. And she says he's the greatest because she got ill later in life with uh, rheumatoid arthritis. A lot of people think she kind of dropped off the face of the earth because she was boozing, which was always Didn't like a Hollywood do- trope. Like when David Landers, when Squiggy got MS. He just let people think he was drunk because that was less toxic than having a disease because they want insurance. They want to insure you and they won't. They they don't want to deal with you missing days because you're sick because it'll shut down production. I thought she just did a lot of stage acting, too, because I saw her in the early 2000s up in Boston. She was in The Graduate. Yes, she does. That's where I saw her naked. A ton. Really? In the early 2000s? So uh, she would have been a yeah. little older, too. So she played yeah. Mrs. Robinson. Well, she first Definitely. broke into movies doing Body Heat with uh, um, William Hurt. Tell me, does chat like this work with most women? Some, if they haven't been around much. I wondered. Thought maybe I was out of touch. I might buy you a drink. I told you. I've got a husband. I'll buy him one, too. He's out of town. My favorite kind. We'll drink to him. Uh, yeah, that's a great flick. She says in that movie, like during the filming of it, William Hurt was like popping mushrooms all the time and just being a total space cadet weirdo. Like, 
Just a shroom head. He was just- really. <laughs> yeah, he's so out there. She said he's way out there. My husband's out of town. Your face is melting. Wait, hold on. That's not in the script. I'm just tripping. And then she did really the man right with now. two brains with Steve Martin, and she was so funny and good and sexy and hilarious in that. She and, had that great voice that, you know. Oh, well, look, that's the voice that, that got her. Call voice. The uh, the the role of a lifetime, Bill. Jessica Rabbit. I'd do anything for my husband, Mr. Valiant. Anything. What a wife. I'm desperate, Mr. Valiant. Can't you see how much I need you? <clears throat> Dabbling in watercolors, Eddie? Uh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love that sound effect. <laughs> I mean, that movie, when it came out, was huge. And think of huge. the technology they used and how impressive it was back then, and now I could do it on my iPhone. <laughs> yeah, you right. definitely could. But at the time, it was like, to put cartoons in a movie. It's unbelievable. But the, the, the best part of this interview that she does, as far as I'm concerned, is talking about the filming of Peggy Sue Got Married. Do you guys remember that movie? It was a Francis Ford Coppola movie oh, with yeah. Nicolas Cage. And for some reason, Nicolas Cage decided to do this weird voice. Ugh. Uh, Peggy Sue is like this really <laughs> weird... And I, it never made any sense to me. Well, it turns out it didn't make any sense to her either. And she was like yelling at Francis Ford Coppola about it. Like, why are you letting him do this? And the interview's great because she basically, she won't fully trash him, but she just keeps saying, I made it work. I made it hey, work. Hey, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good, good? He used the okay. weirdest voice. Now every king deserves a queen. Okay. <laughs> Not you, guess. <laughs> But when we sent out the invitations, we didn't mention anything about this being a costume party, and perhaps we should have, because just looking at her brings it all back. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you our queen, Peggy Sue Kelter-Bonell. Jim Carrey was one of the friends. Was he really? I don't remember that. Oh yeah, she she was the homecoming queen, and she was the oh, it, it's such a good movie. She like goes back in time to when she was a teenager after she's already become like a disillusioned adult. I don't but really remember that movie. It's 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 really good, except for the Nicolas Cage part, which is so bizarre. No, I've I've been to Nicolas Cage's grave, and to that you might say he's alive. He's yeah, he's not dead. And I would tell you he just already has his grave. It's up. It's there. You in can New visit Orleans, it right, right now. It's a giant white pyramid in new orleans he wanted to take care of that in advance you can go to nicholas's cage's grave today yeah he wanted to visit it yeah um another one she did after that her collaboration with danny devito and michael douglas was so you know successful they did war of the roses do you remember that movie yes it was like the first mainstream successful kind of black comedy at least i shouldn't say first but of that era Hollywood wasn't turning them out and they had control of the script and the studio was like this ending is way too sad we need a happy turnaround because they both die at the end of it and Michael Douglas spoiler alert man. and uh, Kathleen Turner are like yeah no that's how we're keeping it we're keeping it really dark some of the dishes tonight are new some I've no doubt made for you before <laughs> but they are all my favorite dishes as you are all my favorite clients <laughs> Starts blasting him off the walls. Hello, darling. Sorry I'm late. 
Well, I guess I better not sit too close to anybody because I have a bit of a of a cold. Ah, flu! They just try to ruin each other's lives for the entire movie. But so she's going to be out there. John Cusack's going to be out there, and it's the thirtieth anniversary, I guess, of um, Better Off Dead. Oh yeah. At least that's what the internet is telling I me. I want my $2. I'm telling you, the stuff they have on Facebook where they're like, it's the 33rd anniversary of this. It's the 30th anniversary of this movie. And then people share it over and over. And they're like, I love this movie. There, I, I guarantee you there's something going on there. <laughs> that when you share it, your information is going to some like Russian dude who's like taking it all down. He likes better off dead. He would be better off dead. We can work with you. Right. And they just take your social security number somehow and they just start, you know, cranking out new identities. I never understood in that movie why why there's just like a couple claymation scenes. It was bizarre. Oh yeah, Savage Steve Holland, the filmmaker. He put that in uh, the other one he did. One Crazy Summer. Yes. Yeah. Another one of my favorites from that era. Aren't the California Raisins in Better Off Dead for a second? Uh, no, but it's like that same sort of uh, animation when the guy who was Porky in the movie Porky's, who owns the burger joint, yeah. uh, he, the burger gets the up burger and starts dancing the Van alive. Halen's Everybody Wants Some. Uh, this was Nicolas Cage's voice in Peggy Sue Got Married, by the way. Uh, blah. Blah. Charlie? Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. He was so out of his mind. Crazy thing, he had lines on that blah part. He was just no. I'm just people can figure it out. Mm-hmm. He sounded like uh, the uh, the character that Adam Sandler does in uh, Transylvania. Um, blah blah blah. Yeah, I didn't see that. Kids love that flick. Huh? Oh my god, it's great. Yeah, Daphne Zuniga is going to be out there too. You know who that is? I don't. Yes, not, you do. Not by name. Uh, the Druish princess from Spaceballs. Oh my god, uh. she's Druish. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, the Dukes of Hazard cast is going to be out there. <gasps> Tom really? Wopat, John Schneider, and Catherine Bach are all going to be out there. Sorrel Brooke already died. That's incredible. Roscoe well, died. Not, that's not incredible that she died. Uncle Jesse, Denver Pyle, he died a long time ago, too. Uh, Robert Wagner. And they'll and, still be there, which is crazy. <laughs> which is, that's how good this is. Robert Wagner and Jill St. John are going to be there. Robert Wagner might have killed Natalie Wood. I don't know. If I was there, I would oh. definitely ask him about that. He probably loves talking about it. Also, <laughs> Billy Zabka from Cobra Kai. Whoa, Johnny, put him in a buddy bag. And Martin Cove, who is the, uh, he's the sensei. Wow. Sweep the leg. Yeah. He also played a bartender, by the way, in The White Buffalo, just to let you know, to go back to our conversation no, from earlier. Yes, Come he did. On. Swear to God. Uh, the Charles Bronson movie. So today, Bigfoot the movie and the uh, the cast will be out there. Bill, you were in that movie. I was. Are you going to be I out at the Q and A with yeah, the cast? I don't like to brag about it, huh? Oh, well. No, I was not invited. No, mm-hmm. uh-uh. Michael Nesmith no, from the I Monkees. No, I die in the first five seconds. John Cusack. Mm-hmm. That's today, and then uh, the rest of that is tomorrow. And then on Sunday, Tim Matheson is going to be there. Otter. Oh my gosh! From Animal House. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And to to add to the, is Those this just a sideshow sideshow for famous people? Um, the woman who was in American Horror Story Freak Show and is the world's shortest woman. She's two feet tall. Yeah. Jyoti Amje, I believe. She she will be in attendance. 
Beautiful. Just you have to really look for her. <laughs> right. Well, hopefully sh- somebody will have her in a Bjorn or something. <laughs> <laughs> if, her and Chris Kattan, because he's going to be there, too. Oh, wow. What a lineup. So that's uh, quite a lineup Mango's for Steel City be Con. Out there. Go to SteelCityCon.com for tickets. Oh, I was going to say, I want to know what Tim Matheson looks like now. He, he looks so exactly the cute same. in Animal House. He was just so cute. in the uh, documentary about National Lampoon, Drunk Stone, Brilliant Dead. Huh. And he looked pretty much wow. like he hadn't aged all that much. Is He He was in Fletch, too, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. He yeah. Black Sheep. He was in a lot oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, all right. He's awesome. That's going on this weekend. You can enjoy it. Sean Collier from Pittsburgh Magazine is here. He'll fill us in on what movies are you going to be reviewing here? We'll talk about Jason Statham's Big Shark movie. The Meg. And, uh, the new Spike Lee, Black Klansman. All right. Good deal. Also, Cam Hayward will be joining us at 845. We'll be talking Steelers. More Steelers when we return last night's game against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles kicking off the preseason. Juju got things going early. Second and nine to 28. Landry wants to throw it down the field. There's a scrum. Oh, and picking wow. it up and on his way with the football. That's Juju Smith-Schuster, and he's gone for the Pittsburgh Steelers touchdown. 62 yards. couple of picks for the D. Tough to really glean anything other than we didn't look terrible last night. But, you know, Boz uh, did what he does with uh, a few field goals there. And uh, also, the guy we were talking about yesterday, Ola Adeni, strip sack. Ola. Looking like... Uh, Looking like Debo out there. James Harrison 2.0. Mike's got your sports when we return here on the DVE morning. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta flew back from Philadelphia with the team last night, slept on a couch on the fourth floor, and he walked downstairs to deliver the sports report for you now. One of many appearances on the show where Mike will do that very thing with the uh, with the Steelers as they travel about the league this Mid- year. Mid-season form. You no, are in mid-season form. But, say. Oh, yeah, you're ready to start. Not to uh, downplay my incredibly... Your heroic effort. Heroic effort, right. but it's not a far flight from Philly. I, it's not, that's not the point. And they were running the ball a lot last night, and they kept the clock moving. They and did. For that, I am grateful to both head coaches. Like the going for two stuff early, try to get it off of that potential tie game score. Yeah, you know we don't want we don't want a tie game at the end in uh, the preseason. <laughs> Although they were reviewing some plays where I thought, like, do we need instant replay in the preseason? Yeah. Do we really need to practice that? Philly did one where they were trying to figure out if the ball should be at the five or the four. Yeah. The Why? other team should just be like, look, guys, just put it at the five. We don't yeah. care. Really, <laughs> we concede. But you know, one one down, three to go. Sports is sour is brought to you by Citizens Bank. Uh, I was curious last night to see how the new rules would be enforced and what kind of impact that might have on the game. And uh, interesting that the Eagles were the team that got multiple fouls for leading with the helmet, and the Steelers seem to have a pretty good grasp on that. It was not by accident. Here's uh, Mike Tomlin. We worked extremely hard um, to adjust, um, as I'm sure everyone has, but... Uh, you never know until you get in a stadium environment. It was good tonight. We'll, we won't relax. We'll keep the focus because those are significant penalties. You know, one of our scoring drives was kept alive because of two penalties in that regard. And, and so, um, you know, it's just an interesting point or a significant point to make to the guys, whether it involved us uh, as, as the guys being penalized or not. The uh, new alignment rules, both for kicking off and returning kicks, uh, also 
figured to be impactful, but really weren't. At least they were not, according to rookie Quadri Henderson, who was lining up on kick return for the Steelers. It didn't seem different to me at all. You know, uh, that first one, that I feel like the ball was in the air forever. And I think that we got like a 4-4 hang time on it. You know, they were already halfway down the field. So, you know, I just took everything I could, uh, took took the hit, and uh, got down. But uh, pretty much didn't uh, really feel different at all. I definitely feel like pe- teams to play with, you know, uh, we, we're going to go back and, and watch the film and, like, m- we might change up some certain things, you know, go look at all the rest of the games that people played tonight, see what they did, uh, take little things from there if we like it. But uh, I just feel like um, the kickoff game is uh, not really much change to it. I didn't see him do much last night, Mike. He didn't really get a chance to showcase what he could possibly bring to the squad. No, he did not, and he's going to have to at some point if he's going to be on the squad. Right. But uh, that was weird. They both kind of did the same thing in terms of the return. It was, eight guys have to be in that what they call the setup zone, which is a 15-yard area. 10 from yards, the 45 to the 40. 10 yards away from the kick. And both teams went with a 6-2, and then you have the three guys covering the 40 yards. But what a lot of goofball pooch kicks or anything. Uh, no, it didn't look different at all. It did not. I, <laughs> no. I'm not sure what to make of that. If we've overestimated uh, I think we have. the potential impact of this or if people are – everybody has said they're going to experiment in the preseason. Maybe they already have and they don't want to show it yet. Well, yeah, I don't know. Also, somebody has something they think is really going to work, why how, would you do it now? How many yards are you really giving up if you have these guys start from a dead sprint as opposed to being able to time it with, like, get a running head start? So I would think that would be a lot, but – it's. I don't think in the scheme of how much yardage they're covering – yeah. It matters all that much. Guys get up to speed pretty pretty quick. Yeah, they're, they're zero to sixty. Yeah. So I don't know. We shall see. Uh the Steelers uh, definitely liked the way they were able to take the ball away uh from Philadelphia last night. Uh, they won the turnover battle, a couple of interceptions, including one by Camp Sutton. Uh he liked uh pretty much everything he saw from the secondary in terms of the ability to get uh its hands on the ball and its ability to play uh different roles. You can see a lot of guys are very versatile. Um, a lot of guys are able to move around, um, play inside, play outside. We got down safeties, high hole safeties, whatever we need. Um, guys are and, and guys are willing, open to it. You know, whatever it is to help the team win, whatever it is to help everyone be in good positions to make plays. Um, guys are are accepting that role, and um, you know they're obviously just having fun and doing what they love to do. And then there was everybody's favorite whipping boy, Landry Jones. Uh, his hair was perfect, and so was his passer rating, one fifty-eight point three. It's nice when you throw one pass and it goes for eighty or seventy, however far it was. Yeah, it was a seventy-one-yard touchdown to Juju Smith-Schuster on the uh, the old get him to jump offside, and then it's a free play, so you take a shot deep, and your receiver makes a play Juju and runs Smith the Schuster rest of the way. And got it. Yeah, <laughs> jogged into the end zone. Landry Jones four for four for eighty-three yards. 71 of them on that one pass. One touchdown, no interceptions, 158.3. He's your backup. Yeah, I know. But uh, Mason Rudolph taking some uh, first steps. And again, uh, you know, ball security, a little bit of an issue. He had a, a, a fumbled center quarterback exchange, and he was scrambling around one time and got hit and lost control of the ball. And that we have seen that. At same, camp, right? He's been doing that. It's been pretty regular. I'm not trying to paint. No, it's something he's got to work on. He's been terrible, but yeah. this, yeah, he needs to uh, clean that stuff up. So they're off today, and uh, they'll be back at it at St. Vincent tomorrow, getting ready for preseason game number two in Green Bay.
We bashed Baker Mayfield and the Cle- uh, Cleveland Browns yesterday pretty good because of the first episode of Hard Knocks. It's possible that was edited to make them look a little slappier than they are, at least Baker Actually, Mayfield. Actually, they have uh, right of refusal. Oh, really? They can say, don't put that in there? They, they, they sign off on the final cut. Oh, my God. I can't believe they allowed that cut from the coaches meeting to go in there. Well, Hugh... Hugh Jackson sees it a little different from where he sits, Randy. <laughs> they probably had the same exact meeting to discuss whether or not that scene should go in where Todd Haley's like, look, uh, we cannot put that in there. It's going to make us look stupid. And Hugh's going, look, from my chair. From my chair, it's going to make you look stupid. <laughs> and it doesn't. It, it makes doesn't. you look that stupid. That is not my concern. It really makes you look bad. Oh, Looks like it's the whole staff against them. The whole staff is going, why aren't uh, any of these players practicing? All the new players, Mike, show up. Like Jarvis Landry goes off on the on the receiving room. Yeah, he's like, get your ass on the field. He doesn't understand why people aren't practicing. The coaches don't understand why these guys aren't practicing. We're talking about practice. Well, that's what Hugh Jackson is saying, basically. Like, it's just practice. Don't worry Not about it. But this is also very Browns-like in that they start lighting it up in preseason. Remember when uh, RG3 was throwing bombs to Terrell Pryor in the preseason? And we go, oh, whoa, they're going to be good this year. Did they go undefeated a couple years ago and make t-shirts? Yeah. And then they just out loud all year. Todd Haley had his quarterbacks throw two touchdowns to tight ends last night. I'm just saying, with Jarvis Landry out there. No, they got some players for sure. Yeah. They have have been collecting them for a while. The ones that don't stink might be able to. uh, What would be more humiliating than a week one loss to Cleveland? Oh, my God, nothing. For the, for the Steelers, yeah. No, that can't happen. They'd have to open up the mills so they could close them down again. <laughs> there might be people massing at the border to keep the buses out. Well, uh, this is my point, is the secondary. I don't know if you saw anything last night. Sure, there were a couple of picks, Cody Sensbaugh and Cam Sutton, but uh, I don't know if you're able to sort of see how good or bad the Steelers' defense is based on what went down last night. Saw some big plays early, which... Uh... I don't want to say it's troubling. It was the first preseason game. But the, as we heard from uh, John Bostic last hour, there's stuff to clean up. Yeah, all right. We're going to take a quick break, come back more uh, from last night's Steeler game. Sean Collier reviewing movies for you. And uh, Julie Grant from Channel 2 filling in with your news this morning on Devo. I just want to wish happy anniversary to Kenny G. Uh, it was five years ago today that he and I had dinner together at Dish and a friendship blossomed. And uh, Bill, you were there that night. Yeah, and, I was. Uh, I got to see. I mean, you were glowing for uh, the rest of the night. For the rest of my life, Bill. Yeah, for the rest of my life. <laughs> he lit a fire inside of you. Mm-hmm. A tiny little fire. <laughs> and he, he got that fire going by blowing in it continually for forty-eight minutes. <laughs> oh yes, he did. Uh, M- Mike's got. <laughs> Mike's the reason got that a, he was. Uh, wait, can we just can we just talk about the reason that he was there? was probably the funniest of of like but he doesn't like to fly at night yeah well, he flies his own he's plane pi- he's a pilot yeah and he was flying a lot of his people kids. don't know that about kenneth gorlick he's flying his kids to uh another house they have in montreal and so he was on his way back to la and he stopped in pittsburgh and uh he just googled like good place to eat and of course dish which god i hope they reopen that restaurant sometime soon uh and, and he read good reviews and he just drove himself there and sat down at the bar <laughs> and I sat down next to him and I didn't know it was him 
at first, and I'm just ordering food, and uh, then I'm like, oh my god, I'm sitting next to Kenny G. Well, I gotta, I gotta talk I gotta to him. Introduce myself. <laughs> well, I didn't. He he introduced himself to me because I ordered a oh, Peroni on because they had it on tap, and it had a they had a Peroni glass, wonderful. and he goes, how do you get one of those? <laughs> well. You order it, Kenny G. <laughs> Hi, I'm Randy. Let's be lifelong friends. And he said, sure thing. Uh, Mike's got uh, a quick wrap-up, too, uh, on uh, last night. What did I uh, cut off there? Did I uh, cut, off, cut off at the Pirates beat the Giants 10-5. Oh, yeah, that's to five. fairly important. Yeah. Uh, 60 and 56. They look like they are trending in the right direction again. Three more home runs last night. They've been uh, crushing the ball uh, for the most part ever since they got competent. Ivan Nova, six innings, gave up just two earned runs. And an interesting twist to Game 2 in San Francisco tonight. Uh, the Pirates want to back up the rotation, give everybody uh, a little rest. They've got uh, an off day coming up on Tuesday, but they're bringing up Clay Holmes out of AAA to start against the Giants tonight. He's had two starts previously this season. One was awful and one was really good. But they like this guy as a, a prospect and... Clint Hurdle uh, talking with reporters yesterday about a guy who might contribute not just tonight, but maybe in September uh, if need be. Uh, so they want to see what they can get out of him. Uh, Trevor, uh, Clay Holmes will be opposed by Derek Holland, and then they back up Trevor Williams to Saturday, Joe Musgrove to Sunday, and then Jameson Tyone doesn't pitch again until Tuesday in Minnesota. Seven back in the division, four back in the wild card, four over 500 at 60 and 56. I think they're going to hang around a while. Good. Definitely. If that rotation is pitching like it is. Yeah. That was great to be able to, like, finish the Steelers game, turn on the Buccos last night. Mm-hmm. I actually caught the last uh, inning and a half uh, driving back from the airport. Nice. Well, not quite. It didn't quite take that long, but the game was still being played was my point. No, I got you. Sean Collier from Pittsburgh Magazine is here, and we're going to review a couple of uh, movies coming up after the top of the hour. Cam Hayward is going to join us next hour as well. Nice. Cam- yeah. Be glad to talk with Cam and get his impressions of last night. I don't think he does impressions. Well, let's see if he can sound Come on. a little He's bit. He's got to do something. Like Ola, I don't know how to say his last name. Ola Depo? No, I have Ola Depo, I like Adeni. that. We, what is it, Mike? Adeni. That's just it. It's his just, first name that you can't pronounce. So they're just going with Ola. Well, nice debut like for him last 15 night. 15 consonants. Yeah. Here he was last night with the strip sack. No game, second and ten. Oh, he's got the edge. And How about a great, it? great uh, uh, tackle. The ball came out. I don't think they ruled forward pass. Let's see what they decide. I bet Covet Colbert today that Adenahe would have a sack, and there it is, a strip sack. And Keon Adams was involved in the play. I think Tunch was 0 for 2 on yeah, pronunciation on that one. His first name is spelled O-L-A-S-U-N-K-A-N-M-I. That's why they call Mola. Yeah. Well, we yeah. had Ray Fittipaldo on uh, Paul D on the show yesterday to uh, talk about that because he wrote the article about how he came over from Nigeria, not Ray Ola, when he was a kid, and he ate so much McDonald's and Domino's he got too fat to play soccer, and he that, ate his way into a different sport. Yeah, <laughs> which is impressive. Well, imagine you come all the way from Nigeria and you wind up in Toledo. Like, boy, I it's came like, all this way for this. Hell? <laughs> 
Well, he was in Philadelphia yeah. last night. And that's you know. You don't go to Santa Clara or somewhere nice. You go to Toledo. No, you go it's to like the, I got a shot. You, you go to the Dingleberry of Detroit. <laughs> it's like I got a shot. I, tell you what, he's been interesting. He has been, and uh, outside linebacker is another one of those positions where the depth isn't exactly overflowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fitz Toussaint <laughs> last night also uh, comporting himself nicely. Yeah, he, he kept the ball. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. He kept the touchdown? He kept the touchdown ball. I want from a preseason game? Yeah. From a practice? Or was it the two-point conversion one? No, I, I wonder if he kept that one, too. Yeah. He definitely kept the touchdown ball. I don't know. He just keeps all of them now? Maybe he kept it because, hey, I didn't fumble this one. Cody, nah, cheap ah, shot. poor guy. Cheap shot. It was years ago. Oh. He's a football hoarder. Who remembers that fumble in Denver that cost him a playoff he game? He does um, every do. single I day. I do. I do, too. Mm-hmm. James Conner uh, running the ball last night. Coach Tomlin on, on uh, James Conner after the game. I thought he represented himself well on a small body of work. Um, we'll see. You know, that posi- position is often defined uh, as the game wears on. And, you know, we know from watching him play in college and stuff that that's an element of his game that's a positive. But I, I like the sample size that we saw tonight. Also, the young QBs. Largely, they did a good job of taking care of the ball, and, and, and that's important. The communication end of it, getting people lined up. I think maybe we only burn one timeout during the course of the game. So those are some of the things that you look for um, first time out, particularly when you're talking about young quarterbacks in conjunction with other young people. And uh, I thought they represented themselves well. The fumbleitis that you talked about earlier with Mason, something he's going to have to work on. No doubt. Dixon didn't look bad last night. Nice touchdown pass. I'm Dobbs. sorry, Dobbs. Uh, nice touchdown pass. Going to wind up like Dixon. Yeah, I hope not. Uh, playing for the Ravens. Uh, nice touchdown pass to the kid from Youngstown State who did a backflip. Patterson. Damon Patterson. Which? Wow. I mean, he didn't even check to see what was behind him. He just started backflipping. Or is that not a backflip? That's a backward somersault. Or no, what is no, that? That's Did a he do a standing back, back tuck? I he jumped up in the air. He jumped up. And, his knees up yeah, yeah, standing back tuck. That's he, called standing back tuck? Mm-hmm. He nailed the it's hard to do. You really have to jump up high. I he can't even do really a sitting down tuck. Can it's you do a, a front <laughs> tuck? It's a hell of a catch. What about a Justin tuck? Yeah. I do that to pee now. It was a great catch. It was a great throw. Uh, all right, so not a bad week one of the preseason for the Steelers, but tough to make anything <laughs> of it. A good practice for the boys last night, yeah. Mike. Yes, it was. We'll talk with Cam Hayward about that coming up. And Julie Grant from Channel 2 here, filling in for Val. She'll have a news update when we return on the DVE Morning Show. Jurassic Park, the original, is one of my favorite movies ever. I have the poster up in my office to this day. Oh, yeah. And I like the most recent one, Jurassic World. Uh, I am very friendly to dinosaur-related content. But Fallen Kingdom, it's, it's just really, really dumb. It's, it's like so it what? needs an intervention. Like, can you guys stop? Please, can yeah. you stop? Here's the premise. Sir, you know, and, and I know you're going to make a sequel to Jurassic World. I understand. You have, to, you have to do one of two things. Either people have to go to the island for some reason, or the dinosaurs have to come here for some reason. That's all you got to do. Instead, this is how we begin. Whoops, we built the park on a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> and the volcano is exploding now. God, I, we had one job. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Right, maybe not the best idea. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm hoping that you have better reviews for the uh, movies out this weekend, though I'm not, not sure that the breath. Meg is going to come through with that. Jurassic 
World 2 is like a beautiful mind compared to the Meg. Oh, it boy. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's no bueno. Okay. Uh, Julie Grant from Channel 2 here filling in for Val with your news. Thanks again for doing it this yes, week. We appreciate it. my pleasure. It. Right, oh, I love you guys. Us? Love your show. You guys are the best. All right. So we're starting off with a little bit of music news. Cher is set to release her ABBA cover album, Dancing Queen, on September 28th. The iconic singer was inspired to record the 10-track collection after her performance in the summer hit movie, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, which, by the way, is currently in theaters. I like Sean's version of Mamma Mia, too. To Mama, to Mia? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really looking forward to Mamma Mia Tokyo Drift. That's going to (laughs) really kick the series into overdrive. Cher's just so fabulous. Yeah, you're a big Cher fan? Love her. She's like ageless. I have no Isn't idea she, how old she is. She I loved right? her in Mask. Gorgeous. Oh, in Mask? She was like, awesome. That was 1985, but yeah. Cher and Jean Fonda is another one. Like, they are just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, put them next to any 20-something-year-old on the red carpet. They're stunning. She's 80, right? Jane Fonda? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Jane Seymour, too, is really beautiful. She's 80. No, is I don't. She? No, I have no idea. Something like that. <laughs> Jane Fonda in her prime was just one of the most gorgeous women Smoking hot. ever. Yeah. yeah. Even on in on, on Golden, Golden Pond. Pond. Yeah. Smoke show. Yeah. And I her think dad she, was really hot in that. He was too. so hot. <laughs> oh my God. Dude. Yeah. Sun's out, guns out on the lake. Oh, dude. Or the pond or whatever what it was. A stud. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, speaking of guns A little cranky, out. but, so, you know, you can get away with it. <laughs> so get this. A man tells police that his drugs were stolen. A South Carolina man's illegal drugs were stolen, so he called the police to help him retrieve them. On Sunday, this guy noticed that two grams of meth were missing from his home, so he decided <laughs> he wanted to catch the thief. Eventually, officers tracked down a woman who, it gets better, she claims she stole the meth from the guy to keep him from using it but it turns out those weren't the drugs that were stolen <laughs> and so police never did figure out whose meth it was they just ended up destroying it i did the meth so you wouldn't do the meth <laughs> did you find the drugs we found drugs yeah not the, the drugs. Di- different drugs well i'm gonna steal those drugs from you so you don't use those <laughs> Well, now we've really kind of canceled each other out here. I think we both have a drug problem. (laughs) Hands up for drug problem. (laughs) Drug problem? All right, we're both raising our hands. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So, all right, get this. Could working too hard be bad for your career? Believe it or not, yeah. a new study is finding that it is bad for your career if you work too hard. These researchers found that when people were too intense at their job and worked too hard, put in extra long hours, they wound up much more stressed out, much more fatigued as a result, and then ultimately their work suffered. So these researchers found that the best thing you can do for your career is to work hard, but not too hard. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a hard line to find. It really is. It's a slippery slope because you can end up not working nearly enough and justify it as, hey, hey, just keeping the stress level low so my performance is good. Right. Mm-hmm. Strive for mediocrity. Right. <laughs> On the other hand, never let them see how much you're capable of getting done in a week because then that's the expectation. Right, then you set the bar. Oh, yeah. yeah. Make sure you got a couple hours in there that you're basically sleeping with your eyes open just so just so it looks like this is my ceiling this is absolutely as much as i can do we yeah. have like, a slacker manifesto right there yeah we have like iheart as a company you know you have digital goals and all this 
and uh, you know the 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 our buddies at Kiss were like kill it on the web, and then they're like, yeah, all we've done is screw ourselves for next year, because mm-hmm. now they have to reach uh, these crazy numbers, right? You know, you have to outdo whatever you did the year before. That's right. Supports with these. I'm like, see, you guys should have done what we do, which is not a Half lot. Half-ass it. <laughs> And easily and hit next our goals. year they'll reward you for three quarter ass in it. <laughs> it's a good plan. Oh my gosh. All right. So this is really funny. A new survey found that thirty percent of single people won't date you if you have an older phone. Like if you have a flip oh, that's phone funny. still <laughs> that doesn't support certain apps. Twenty percent said having a different operating system is a turnoff for them. And ten percent is said. I'm sorry. Ten percent said a cracked screen is a turnoff too. Oh man! Because it makes you seem cheap, clumsy, <laughs> or careless. Yeah. Do you think that when you see someone with a cracked screen, or or do you think now there's a busy person? There's a person who's so busy right. that they don't have time to even get to the Apple Store. They're just constantly working. <laughs> I always feel bad. Because you you never know if somebody like just bought that phone maybe a month ago right, and dropped right. it. I mean, I know I drop my phone all the time. And Me too. Like, do you ever like put it on your lap and you forget oh. about it and then stand up and then there it goes. Three so. times a day. Yeah. <laughs> right. That happens. I just got a new phone and I dropped it onto tile yesterday and it made a loud smacking noise and I just stared at it on the floor for a little bit. I'm like, did I just break <sighs> the new phone right. you know and i like reach down and i'm like please don't be all cracked please don't be cracked and then i like picked it up and it wasn't cracked and let out the big <gasps> thank god i don't have I mean, to go to the I apple have... store again it's not even the money i just don't want to hang out there my oh, screen is, is spidered and and i same thing like i could easily go to the apple store but then i just don't like the experience i walk in <laughs> and there are I don't know, 1,500 employees, <laughs> and nobody can talk to you. Everyone's just trying to get your information, and we'll put you on the leaderboard, and you're you know, 58th in line, you're like, well, where the hell is everybody? Right. I went there, and the, the manager takes me over to the person that's going to help you. You know, She's like, Glenn is going to help you, and I'm like, okay, cool. And he's like, hey, man, what's up? I'm just finishing up with this guy, and then I'll be able to help you. I go, no problem. So he's trying to wrap up the sale with this other guy and do whatever he's doing over there. So he's 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 taking care of him, and then he's asking me, he's like, so what, what are you looking for, man? What's going on? I go, it's cool. You can just you know, take care of that guy, and then you can come over here. He's like, no, I can talk to both of you. And I'm like, no, I don't want that guy to get short-shrifted. I don't want you to do this to me with the next person. Mm-hmm. I kind of want you to do when one thing at a time. Me, I want you to be all this with me. This is our time, Glenn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and he's he had three things going on at once, and then I just felt like this is a lot of money I'm spending for you to have. You know, one eye over here, yeah. one eye over there. I don't want right. a divided Glenn. I right. want a unified. That's it. And and <laughs> divided. undivided. No. And Glenn. then Glenn sure. divided against itself. <laughs> and then sure enough. Is no Glenn at all. As soon as he started <laughs> helping me out, she brought somebody else over for him. He's like, I'll be right with you in a second. I'm just helping this guy out. What are you looking for? And I'm like, no, no, no. Me time. And there's always like, you know, there's always an older couple in there that both have their readers on and they're like, how do you do the phone <laughs> when the texting thing? And then the sounds? What about the sounds? And then they have the thing in their ear. So they're, they're, so he's got the, the, the headphones on. You know, they have an like, earpiece, not headphones. And he's talking to that person and talking to the person he's helping and trying to talk to me. He's got three things going on at once. I'm like, dude, if you could do this efficiently, you shouldn't work here. 
Go to air traffic control or something like that. Because <laughs> you have a talent that supersedes anything that you're going to be asked to do in the Apple store. I just think it would be funny if you were out on a date and then all of a sudden you pulled out a flip phone and put that <laughs> antenna in your teeth to pull it out. <laughs> You'd probably be like, date over. But hipsters like typically like things that are older, but that's one thing that they don't, right, Sean? Oh, no. I mean, uh, there's, there's this tiny subset that's like, yeah, I just have a flip phone. It's only for calls. I never look at it. And you're like, all right, you're cute. Like that is yeah. that even for hipsters that's like you're you're trying a little bit hard. I got gotcha. you. Mm. Last time I got one, I went to the Verizon place at a Costco because they were just so happy <laughs> that someone was talking to them that I knew I was going to get a great deal and full attention. Like everyone who like walks that. by is just here for a truck tire full of goldfish crackers. <laughs> no one wants a thousand dollar phone at the Costco. <laughs> they were overjoyed that I was paying attention to them. They're like a lot of people don't know we're here. That's smart. That's smart. One more, uh, Jewel? <laughs> yes. So we have some random fun Friday facts. So the TSA, did you know, makes almost $1 million a year just from the loose change that people leave behind at airport security. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, really They is. just go back, you know, when they're getting their stuff out of the bowl, they just don't go for the change. <laughs> so they just pour that into what, the, the pot? It's probably exactly how it happens, right? Because mm-hmm. how are they getting the change? Because like you said, it's in the bowl. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It doesn't set What's things in off ball? when it's in your pockets. <laughs> See, if I if I ever buy a house, I'm just going to install a fountain out front, and you know, once a month, be like, "Oh, what's in? Oh, twelve bucks. Oh, I'm getting lunch." Hey, Anybody right. else ever go through security and you have like, uh, like garbage in your pocket, like a gum wrapper or something like that, and then you th- you just empty your pockets, throw it all in there, and then some garbage ends up in there, and you're like, "Oh," and then you, when it comes out the other side, you're just like, "I'll just leave the garbage in there." <laughs> I mean, then I kind of always look around. I mean, do like, you guys want that Starburst busted? wrapper? Or okay, I'll just I'll leave it there. This is the garbage can of freedom. We're in it. <laughs> That's so. right. All right. Here's another one. So, a cup of maple syrup has more calcium than a cup of milk. Oh, I can't wait to kids start doing the maple syrup challenge. <laughs> yeah, did you know? Do you have your glass of syrup this morning, girls? <laughs> how many how many grams of sugar you think are in a cup of maple syrup? Oh. Syrup. Sure up? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. A lot. All right. Cavities. Um, so how about the only reason that humans are the ones with a chin is cooking? Uh, apparently humans figured out how to cook food to make it soft, so we evolved away from having big teeth and strong jaws, and we developed chins. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. So the cavemen gotta... have no chins? No. I am just Googled animals with chins. You're just going to say, <laughs> well, don't apes have chins? I don't know. Doesn't a gorilla yeah, have a chin? Yeah, I think they do. No, right? it goes. Gorilla chin. They used to okay. call me in high school. <laughs> gorilla chin. Old gorilla chin. <laughs> gorilla chin Crawford. Sounds like a Grimm's fairy tale. <laughs> and then gorilla chin came to town. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of another animal that has a chin. I mean, I always thought that you know the thing under the dog's like sn- snout under their mouth was a chin, but it's not really no, a chin. No, it's really their bottom, just it's their yeah, jaw. The, jaw. It's the mandible. It's just us, guys. Yeah. Hey. We're the only ones with chins, guys. Here's to our chins. (laughs) Cheers, everybody. 214 grams of sugar and a cup of maple syrup. That's a lot. That is. That's, that's. Quite a lot. Is that, that is, like a week's worth? Like It's like... Good uh, news is, is I'm getting a lot of calcium. Bad news, I have diabetes. Right <laughs> right now. One glass. That's like drinking... Uh, a glass of syrup. One and a half cans of Coke. Hmm. Right? I don't know. Yeah, wow. neither do I. That's a lot. And this last one's really good. I'll leave you guys with this fun fact. 
So the ACDC logo was based on the letters in the first book that was ever printed, the Gutenberg Bible. And the guy who created it was paid a one-time fee. He never got any royalties. (laughs) Also did the logos for Pepsi and for Time Magazine. Yeah. Fun Friday fact. Yeah, so he didn't get paid for the ACDC logo. It's funny how many bands just like went with the logo that they developed when they first started when they were kids. And then to this day, it's like still a big deal. Yeah, sure. Yeah becomes, uh, you know, part of their uh, identity. Uh, Sean Collier is here. Julie, thank you so much. Julie Grant Channel 2, filling in for Val. Sean, uh, what's going on movie-wise here? Sometimes you jump the shark, and sometimes the shark jumps you. The Meg. Uh, Yeah, the Meg. Jason Statham has to fight a giant shark with little more than futuristic equipment, a seemingly impossible knowledge of submarine mechanics and aquatic anatomy, and a tortured past. Here's the premise. (laughs) Gotta have the tortured past. How could you not? A rich billionaire played by Rain Wilson. Yes, they needed an Elon Musk type and went with Dwight from The Office. Yes. Oh, good old shrewd. He's funded a massive like research station. That's the, they're trying to get a submarine to the deepest parts of the ocean. He keeps reminding us, this is going to lead... They're all going to get rich off of this. Which, okay, how? What's the market for this? <laughs> Say you discover this virgin territory. What, are you going to build a casino down there? What are you going to do? Are you going to find a big shark and take it all around the world like King Kong? What's, they're going to frack it, aren't they? They're absolutely they're going to frack it. So they go down there. There's a giant prehistoric shark. I guess someone wanted to do a spinoff with the big water dinosaur from Jurassic World but couldn't get the rights, so here we are. The shark is very angry. He keeps eating people. People are the size of Cheetos, so he just, he just get, takes a whole gulp full of people whenever possible. I guess The Rock was unavailable, so Jason Statham is here. (laughs) Tries to take out the shark and everything that happens in Jaws just happens again. That's, I I mean, I know there's only so much dramatic potential you have in a, there's a big angry thing in the ocean movie. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Right, you're literally, when you're literally sending a character down in a shark cage with a repeating dart to try to get it in the mouth, and then the shark hits the cage, and it drops the, you're just doing a movie that already exists. Right, and that's, so this is, uh, a repeat. I don't. I, I don't want to say Jaws for morons, but that's kind of what I left. <laughs> I like that thinking. Jaws, for, Jaws morons. for morons. And by the way, Jaws is playing on the gigantic screen at the Science Center this weekend. So, oh no, why, kidding. why wouldn't you just go do that instead? I mean, if you want to catch the Meg on Redbox later in the year or something. I watched Jaws uh, on a movie screen. Two years ago, it was fantastic. I, it's I'd so love good. to see it there. I've done it once or twice, and just the idea, that's the biggest screen in town, and the sound that goes over your head, I'm going to try to get out there. Did somebody die, like when that movie came out, didn't somebody <laughs> die in the theater of a heart attack, or is that just urban legend? Yeah, and the, and, and, and uh, then when I got back to the car, the killer's hook was hanging on the doorknob, too. <laughs> I don't think that happened. That didn't happen? That's... I've been telling a lot of people that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Meg, the Meg is fun, I guess, because anytime there's a big shark, it's kind of fun. But if you're drunk, maybe that's about all I could say. All right, so for the, the Meg's Meg. not great. Uh, and for a sudden pivot, let's talk about Spike Lee's Black Klansman. True story of a black police officer in Colorado who infiltrated the KKK. I still don't understand how a black guy infiltrated the KKK. He was the guy on the phone, and he sent his buddy when it had to be in person. Okay, and they said uh-huh. they were the they said they all were right. the same guy. Uh, it's one of Spike Lee's best movies, and I know that's saying a lot, but uh, the cast is great. Uh, John David Washington uh, is the lead. Adam Driver, Laura Harrier. Topher Grace plays David Duke. 
Didn't see that one Whoa, coming. That wow. Is some that's casting. 70s racist. I Yeah, I would have had Kutcher as the that 70s show cast member most likely to play a white supremacist. That <laughs> seemed I like, would add Danny Masterson. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. Um, Great story, very well told, very resonant. Did to, he to write today. this, Spike Lee? No. I think he does better when he with other people's yeah. Writing? Material. Yeah. Like twenty yes. fifth hour was incredible. And base and this is based on a true story yet. Um, yeah. so it's it's not his idea. And it felt a little bit like twenty fifth hour inside man when he's making inside a movie man that he is wants another people one. to see. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It combines his politics with his I you know, mainstreamish filmmaking chops in a really good way. And it's a really cool you know, a lot of it is kind of funny. Because the individual clan members are such bumbling morons, but then it hits you at the end with kind of what they represent and reminds you of the echoes today. Really, really good. This is absolutely something you should be going to see. I'm glad to hear that because I thought it was like the Chappelle show sketch. It is not that. But I would see that movie too before I would see the Meg. The, the black guy who's blind and in the KKK. Ah, uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. Uh, Bigsby. Clayton Bigsby? That's yeah. it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Sean Collier from Pittsburgh Magazine with a review of what's going on in theaters this weekend. The Steelers best the Eagles in basically an organized practice last yeah. night at Lincoln Financial Field. But uh, Cam Hayward is going to join us at 845 to talk about that. He'll be on the show all year long once again. Boy, do we have a lot of Steeler guests lined up for you this year. It is going to be a packed house. We're going to have uh, uh, segments which feature, of course, a lot of the names that you've known from the past with Charlie Batch, uh, Cam Hayward, Jerry D, Stan, and Tim Benz doing the Power Hour on Mondays after games. Uh, but I'm pretty sure we've Stacked got the, our Barstool Thursday lined up where we're going to rotate guys. Uh, at least we're on the way to doing that. And then uh, uh, Dave Damashek. Dave Damashek from, from the NFL Network. from the NFL Network. Once again, listen up. What's the poop, fellas? Once again, nonstop Steeler coverage, and we're almost there. Three weeks away. Soon. How about that? So soon. Can't wait. All right, Mike's got a full report on what went down last night. Also, the Buckos get a W. As well uh, in Colorado sports, or I'm sorry, in San Francisco sports next. DV- DVE sports. Mike Pursuit has got your sports right now on the DVE morning show. And the Steelers get a win in their first preseason game against the world champion Philadelphia Eagles. How about that? World champion Philadelphia hey, Eagles. Hey, you know, I'll give it to them every time. I give them some credit. Uh, the cover of their media guide is just a normal, hey, here comes the new season. They didn't... Uh, Go crazy about banging that We Are the Champions drum. It's not mm-hmm. a fan eating horse poop. Although, uh, I know a couple guys uh, in their organization that used to work for the Steelers, and uh, one of them showed me his ring. And I saw you tweet that out. There are manhole covers on Broad Street that are smaller. Uh, they went a little nuts on the ring. But hey, that's what you're supposed to do, right? It's just the eagle, right? With the diamonds. With the trophy uh, behind yeah. it, but it's yeah. all, it's just huge. And it's the nice. It's uh, 31-14 Steelers uh, last night over the Eagles in preseason game number one. Sports this hour brought to you by Xfinity from Comcast. These preseason openers are traditionally about the young guys, and uh, last night no exception. But the Steelers also had a couple of grizzled veterans playing a long time last night. Running back Steven Ridley is established in the NFL, but uh, he got to the Steelers last year very late in the season. Uh, he was actually on the field one series into the fourth quarter. And uh, linebacker John Bostic, uh, who came over as a free agent from Indianapolis, started and played two series into the third quarter. 
there was a reason that uh, those guys got the work that they did, and neither one of them minded, uh, although Ridley did acknowledge it. Had been a while since he had been in the third quarter of a first preseason affair. It has, man. It has. I didn't know really how much I was going to play, to be honest with you, but um, I definitely wasn't, wasn't – I don't want to say I'm not prepared to play that. I just wasn't expecting to be in there that late. But it's team first, man. If they had to put me in there in the fourth, you know, I would have played in the fourth. And uh, I love this game. I love my job. And like I say, man, whenever they call my number, I got to go out there and play. So it doesn't really matter when it is to me. I'm just trying to be, you know, stretched loose and ready to go out there and produce. I like that. Stretched loose and ready to produce. Uh, he was mostly running behind reserve offensive linemen, 10 carries and only 14 yards. But uh, they threw it to him four times and he caught three of them and really, I thought, made some plays in space in the passing game. Yeah, me too. Uh, he was he was contributing uh, at both ends of the passing game, either protecting in the backfield or chipping guys on the way out to the flat. He's a he's a veteran, been there, done that NFL guy. If you guys recall our interview with Ben Roethlisberger out of camp, he was impressed with Stephen Ridley. Yeah, they like him. And the combination of Ridley and James Conner in his second year, Ridley, after having been with the Steelers for an entire offseason and preseason, as opposed to showing up late, and Conner in year two, do you think that allows them to ease Le'Veon Bell in a little bit more than they did a year ago? Well, I wanted to ask you about that, Mike. What did you think of Connor last night? It looked like he got turned around on a on a block and gave up yeah. a sack. I thought he was good running, but I wanted to see more in the protection part. That's what he's got to get figured out. And he has looked in backs on backers and, and things of that nature out at St. Vincent. He has looked like he's gotten better at blocking. Mm-hmm. But he looks strong, but didn't blocking. see that last night. And that's hey, if you're gonna play here, you better you know protect Ben. Keep seven uh, clean. I don't care how well you run the ball. If they can't trust you in the passing game, you're not going to be on the field. Right. Uh, Ridley, uh, he's known more as a runner, but uh, he's willing to do uh, whatever the Steelers ask of him in whatever capacity. That's really been the focus this uh, this preseason, man. Is uh, you know our, our running back coach, Coach Sachs, always says and stresses, you know, if we're playing running back at the pro level, we know how to run the ball. So let's focus on the other areas that we can strengthen our game, and that's really been my focus, man, is uh, assignment sound on our blitz pickups, uh, catching the ball out of the backfield, and then making something happen once the ball's in our hands. So uh, really I'm just trying to roll it over into the, the game, you know, and so uh, we've been stressing that and working on that every day of this uh, of this offseason. And so it's just really been good to just get an opportunity to get on the field and come out here and play and produce and try to get, get some productive uh, plays out there on the ground. I like that. You're a pro. You don't need to learn how to run. Yeah, you ought to, if you're here, we should assume that. And uh, John Bostic, uh, he didn't mind all the snaps either. He played a couple series into the third quarter. He's been bouncing around the league, but he's been in the league. He's played a lot of games, so it was uh, more than I expected to see from him. But uh, Bostic uh, didn't mind, in fact, uh, quite the reverse. I don't know. I don't really look at it that way. I kind of look at it as more of, you know, chance to go out you know get my feet under me um you know because obviously that first game back you're rusty you know that just gives me you know extra snaps to be able to you know go out and play and you know have fun yeah mike tomlin said that uh, they played the guys they needed to see play as opposed to playing the young guys we're just trying to get to know people um you know don't read too much into the depth chart we don't we just put it out there for you guys <laughs> you know uh, those guys are relatively new to us man we need to get to see them guys play football so we can best make decisions you know um and i've explained that to the guys um i might see more of a new guy 
I might play a new guy in front of a guy that's been here. It doesn't necessarily mean where he is on the depth chart. It just means we have to get uh, familiar with what they're capable of doing. That's what this process is about. They're not going to be uh, an even number of opp opportunities, but we do assure these guys it's going to be fair. It's going to be fair in that we're going to see enough of them to know what their game is. Got to see what they can do in stadiums. With the lights on. Because if they're in a stadium and the lights aren't on <laughs> and it's a night game, you're not going to see it anyway. No. It's just It'll be, be too dark. A bunch of guys running around in the dark. Who is that guy? He made a play. Hopefully they'll have the lights on in Green Bay next Thursday. So we can get to know them better. They're two pretty good trips for, for the preseason. Much as I uh, complain about having to cover preseason games, uh, going to Philly and going to Green Bay is not bad. How was the Pats? That was phenomenal. Yeah. Two I, with relish, huh, Mike? Let me just say this about Pats. I appreciate. I get. Uh, I like to tweet a picture of Pats because it's uh, it, it's sacred, hallowed ground for me. It, mm -hmm. Pats has been there since 1930. I've been going there since the 70s. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a loyal cheesesteak guy. Like I picked Pats a long time ago. Until mm -hmm. death do us part. Right. I'm not. I'm not playing around with other cheesesteaks. You only eat the sandwich, right? <laughs> but whenever I tweet the picture of Pats, I always get a lot of advice from people that think mm -hmm. they know a better place. And right. I, I respect Jim's on South. I respect to, your opinion. You go there. I'm going to Pats. I was there in January and I did a cheesesteak survey. Pats was the clear winner. It's just, and it's not just the sandwich, which is almost indescribably good. It's Impeccable. The ambience and the dirtiness of it, and the history mm -hmm. of it, and the. The characters that hang around there. I like how you say ambience, like Archie Bunker. Yeah, you got ambience there. Oh, you did. Did you see that? I, I like a greasy pulled pork sandwich served in a dirty ashtray. They have, they have a plaque. Uh, it's not a plaque. It's uh, on the pavement, but it's a little block. And yeah. It says Sylvester Stallone stood here while filming the great movie Rocky in 1976. Stood there. You notice how they didn't say he ate there because he was ripped in that movie, and <laughs> yeah. there's no way he could have been eating cheesesteaks. All raw eggs, <laughs> just not raw cheese eggs. With. <laughs> right. He wasn't at uh, the other place across the street. As I don't. Uh, he don't even like say the name. I don't begrudge you that. All right, uh, we're going to talk with Cam Hayward uh, coming up here in about seven minutes. I, I want to say uh, see if he has a favorite. Uh, hi, and congratulations, and have fun to all the kids at Camp Chahopee, which is going on right now for Transplant Patients Children's Hospital. I was there for the kickoff yesterday. This is a camp, they, they go, like 70 kids go down, and they uh, they hang out for the weekend without their parents. It's camp counselors. That's, that's huge. Yeah, after going kids. through what they go through, right. they develop these really special relationships with the other people on the transplant floor because, you know, you're there a long time. And they're going through exactly what you've gone through and know exactly what that means. Right. You both had the same unique journey. And so they all go to this camp and they're doing things that they haven't done before. A lot of them because they've been in the hospital since they've been, you know, uh, uh, very, very young. So for a lot of them, it's the first time getting to do this. And there are also a ton of repeat campers. Uh, over 60% of the camp counselors out there are former transplant patients at Children's Hospital. And uh, so they all go down to West Virginia and they do this straight old Camp North Star, man. I mean, they you know river rafting and there's so all kinds cool. of games and stuff and they have talent show contests and stuff and it was awesome like uh, i saw this one kid yesterday they all had their camp Chihope shirts on they're getting on the buses to leave and the his mom was trying to say goodbye to him and he, he go, he's just shooing her away go go, go. Mom, i'll be fine and she's like no uh no goodbye i love you mommy he's like nope nope go on because 
you know, they're getting a little bit of independence for the first time. So uh, part of what happens when we do Radiothon at Children's Hospital is we get to learn about great programs like this and become involved in them. Uh, And so just keep these kind of things in mind when we do do Radiothon. uh, These are the types of programs that are able to happen because of what we do for the foundation at Children's Hospital and then what they are in turn able to offer to these kids, which is unique like... uh, uh, no place in the country. And then, like, they had all the kids out in one area and all the parents and the families in another area, mm-hmm. and the doctors were talking to them about, like, advances in technology and things they're able to do uh, at Children's Hospital for their for their kids and going forward what they're hoping to be able to do, and it's remarkable how far they've come. So, at any rate, uh, you might see me tweeting out some pictures from those kids from this weekend. It's a blast down there for them and so much fun. So I hope they have a great time. And yeah, uh, again, consider kicking into Children's Hospital when we do Radiothon because this is the kind of stuff that you can ab- enable for these kids, which is uh, it's it's a game changer for them. It really is. Life changing, yep. All right. When we come back, Cam Hayward, DBE. It's the DBE Morning Show, Randy Bauman, and we've got Cam uh, Hayward from the Pittsburgh Steelers joining us right now. Good morning, Cam. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. doing really good. Congrats Did you just on take a P test or is everything all right? Uh, everything's great. Right. I'm at home and I'm with the fam, so it's a good day. Good deal. Uh, congrats on going one and zero. Thank you. You beat the good world champs last night. That had to feel good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, we can we can say in the record book we're undefeated. So That's right. It's a good start. All right, the first question I have for you, I, I'm going to ask you things uh, not about the game. Did you watch the first episode of Hard Knocks? No, uh, no I didn't. I saw uh, clips online. It looks like it's going to be a good, uh, good, uh, good little show. Oh man, you got to get caught oh, up on it. It's amazing. It's so good. I mean, so, so good. Because I just want to hear if that's how, like, yeah, this is how things work in the NFL. It seems to me that this team is doing things a little differently. Well, I think they have to. You know, I think they, uh, you know, they've they tried things one way for so long, and right. now they're trying to change the culture. So, you know, you gotta you got to change some things up. Okay, so here's the second thing I want to ask you. This actually is about the game last night. Did you see mm-hmm. the Pro Football Talk report this morning? Uh, about like some deflated football? Yes. Apparently, the Steelers are being accused of using a deflated football during the third quarter while Mason Rudolph was in the game last night. Uh, oh, wow. Now, Mike, pursuit of this comes from Howard Eskin. It does. So should that be with a grain of salt or? Uh, uh, it- I'm not sure. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I saw it last night and I almost thought it was a joke or something. Um, but... I, I, I don't know why there'd be doctor footballs in a preseason game. <laughs> right. You um, guys save that for the regular season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I really don't get the reasoning behind it. Um, he said I, it looked like know. a marshmallow, which if that's yeah. looking at it from a distance away, I don't know that that's enough to. Well, when does a football ever look like a marshmallow, first of all? So, <laughs> Never. Um, yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm a little bit confused, but, uh, uh, I don't. I hope it wasn't used during the game at all. I hope it was just one of the balls that was sitting out, uh, just no one played with. So we'll see. Okay, it was the one Fitz Toussaint kept from his touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why did he keep the ball from his touchdown last night? What do you think the uh, significance of that was? I don't know. Fitz is a weird dude. <laughs> he's, from, he's, he's from Michigan. He went to Michigan. You know, I, I give him a hard time, but you know. 
It's just this weird stuff sometimes. All right. Well, we'll just chalk it up to weirdness. Uh, now, the, everybody's been making, a, uh, not a big deal, but they've been talking about Ola Adeni, uh, who got a, mm-hmm. a strip sack last night, and the fact that he's wearing 92, and he kind of has a Harrison sort of look to him uh, in practice. Does, it, it, what do you think about this kid? Does he have any shot uh, of making the roster? I think he has a shot. Uh, it's kind of a funny thing. Um, so, like, every time we go to a new uh, – a new city on the road. We usually go out to dinner, and we all go out to dinner. We go to like some steakhouse, order some steaks, and just have a good time and talk it up and chalk it up. So we're all ordering our food, and Ola Ola's kind of quiet, doesn't say a lot. Um, and the waitress gets to him. She says, and he says, she says, "What do you want?" And he says, "Can I just have cream corn?" And I'm like. Who the heck orders food at a steakhouse? That's all and he wanted. All he wanted. And I, I think That's he weird. was kind of nervous because sometimes we play credit card roulette. That's what I was going to say. Was he trying to mitigate yeah. some damage? <laughs> I thought he was getting stuck with the bills. Right. So I was like, dude, you're ordering something else besides corn. He was like, all right, I guess I'll get like a pan chicken. I'm just like, who orders chicken at a steak place? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have sushi? So, Wait, dude. Okay, this is so, not confidence inspiring. You got guys who are, are saving exhibition touchdowns and not eating steak at a steakhouse. Right. No wonder everybody so, says you're not on your details. Come on. <laughs> so, so Ola's a little wet behind the ears. We're still trying to teach him a lot. Uh, but uh, I think he does have a good shot, you know, because uh, he can pass rush. And, um, he's just got to continue to grow. Uh, from the next preseason game on. Um, you know, you just got to continue to be a factor every game you're in. Cam, how much fun is it to be uh, a veteran of your status and not have to play? Did you go around to all the defensive guys before the game and say, hey, look, I'm not playing tonight, but you guys go out there and have a hell of a game? <laughs> well, I, I like to play. So, like, and, like, the only annoying thing is for me is, like, getting, like, warmed up because I went through entire warm-ups and then, Sitting out because it's just like I did all that for nothing. Um, <laughs> you know, I I enjoy you know being part of those games, uh, but I understand you got you got to be healthy for the regular season because that's where it matters. Um, but I try to stay engaged, uh, whether it's getting the calls, uh, talking to the guys about certain things we see, um, just you know seeing seeing the game from a spectator instead of uh, being a participant. That used to be a status thing around here. Rod Woodson couldn't take his pads off quick enough when he'd play his three preseason <laughs> snaps and then come out of the game. And he'd be walking around and, you know, no pads. Yeah, I'm done, but you guys go get them, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. You, you, you got you to gotta take your pads off as soon as you can because it can get pretty uncomfortable out there. How about, pa- <laughs> how about Patterson doing that backflip last night? That was pretty impressive. I, w- I was not expecting that at all. Um, kind of threw me for a loop, and I was like, "Yeah, next time I score a touchdown, I'm just gonna do a somersault." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just just do one of those side rolls, <laughs> right? And then how about Juju's, uh, you know, touchdown, dude? Um, huge. He he got up there and got that one. Uh, you know, I got Juju. Uh, I'm starting my own Big Brother program now, so. Uh, Juju's my little uh, little brother, so I can make sure I take care of him. Oh yeah, well, I mean, he, he looked like his dad was yelling at him last night on the side sideline. There was a video tweeted out of Feekner, uh getting in his face about something. 
good. You you have to be hard on Juju. Juju has too much fun out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think Randy Randy's the type of person that's either going to bring you up or or bring you to even. And I think Juju's already at the top, so he had to bring Juju back to even, back back to our <laughs> orbit. So uh, it, it keeps everybody grounded, though. Well, that's good to know. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, Juju seems to be the kind of guy who uh, the fun is contagious, and at a certain point you're like, okay, dude, dial it down, like three notches, like stop having the fun part now. <laughs> right. Juju is a child, and I, I, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, I'm like, Juju, you never need to take, like, a pre-workout shake or anything because you are just literally on 100 every single day. Um, and then... It's funny because, like, sometimes you'll catch Juju and, like, he's, he's a little bit annoyed or something. And they're like, oh, so this is the other Juju. We never get to see this side. Ornery so we, Juju. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, then we give him a hard time for it. And, you know, he hates it for us. But uh, we're so used to see another Juju. Uh, what uh, what about the, the kid Washington? I mean, there's something about him. He's only five eleven, but like he, you know, he, hate to use the term high point, but yeah, he 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 does. He high points it. I mean, <laughs> the dude, combat he goes up in yeah in traffic and he catches it. And it might be hard yeah. to see that he's open, but if you give him a chance, he's coming down with the ball. Right. Um, you know, the more opportunities he gets, the better he's going to get. But uh, you love the ability to high point the ball. Uh, that's a skill in itself, and. Um, not a lot of other guys aren't able to grasp that. Sometimes they're body catchers, um, and he's able to break away at his release point. So, um, you know, he's just got to continue to go and uh, continue to learn the routes and continue to be uh, a factor in here on out. Cam Hayward. All right. Well, good week one uh, for the for the Steelers, and uh, uh, next week you go to Green Bay. Is there a place you go and eat yeah. in Green Bay? I don't know. Uh, I don't know what there is in Green Bay. Green Bay is just—I feel like it's just grass. They have a great <laughs> cream corn spot. I got I'll, oh. I'll, I'll tweet it. I'll let you. Ola know. Oh, and by the way, no one—no one's going to talk about Hargrave dropping the fumble off the yeah, sack. What was he doing there? Yeah. Oh, I gave—I gave him hell for that. But yeah, he was uh, trying to go to the, to the house with that one on the run, right? Yeah. He tried to blame it on the gloves. And I was like, but. You, you look ridiculous out here. <laughs> <laughs> you need to redeem yourself as soon as possible. Got to fall on Did the they ball. leave him out there for a few more series after that as uh, as punishment? <laughs> they might have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but uh, Hargrave is usually playing those. So this is like the first game he actually got a lot of reps because most of the time teams just try to get us a nickel and take our noses off. So uh, we try to get him into nickel packages to get him some extra reps. Good deal. Well, yeah, that was fun to watch last night. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty psyched about uh, the return of Steelers season, oh, even man, though it's just a wait. glorified practice. Uh, it's okay. I'm, I'm all right with the glorification. Uh, week two of the preseason is uh, Mike. Is it next Thursday? Yes, it is against Green Bay. And uh, uh, before I let you go, Cam, did you watch any highlights of anything else that went on in the league last night? No. All right. Uh, yeah, actually, I did see some clips of uh, the Saquon Barlett. Barkley, uh, yeah, you know, but uh, first run from scrimmage know. took off what forty yeah. yards or something like that. I mean, he had like a forty yard run, and then uh, they said uh, he didn't get anything after that. So uh, it, was, it was a good game for him, but uh, we'll see what he does throughout the season. Tyrod and uh, um, Baker both having touchdown passes for Todd Haley 
last night in the Browns. You're Cam, weak. you got you got to watch Hard Knocks, dude. Yeah. Like Baker Mayfield didn't realize Bob Evans was a chain. <laughs> he thought it was just one restaurant in Oklahoma. He's never been out wow. of Oklahoma, basically. Wow. That, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and we can't get beat by them, man. We can't get beat, we can't get beat by them. Uh, all right, uh, Cam Hayward. It's going to be a weekly segment. We're so excited about it. And uh, I know yeah. it's an annoying thing, and I, you know, you always hear uh, me say, like, we're going to figure out a name for it. But our listeners are nonstop trying to come up with names for this segment. Right. Everybody's so, so failing. I like Amazon Prime. This year we actually have to find a name. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Cam- I think we already have. Amazon Prime? Carry on my Hayward son? Carry on my Hayward son. <laughs> I don't know. We'll no, Cam hates it. Cam has to like it. What if we record the beginning of that song, and uh, uh, that might be the the thing that does it. If we actually right. record it and get the, the, the song to enter into the segment with, it might work. Yeah. Yes, we Cam. Yeah, yes, no, we yeah. Still nothing? Yeah. All right. I like uh. Camazon Prime better than that. <laughs> but what song will we get with Camazon Prime? Uh oh yeah, I don't know. Is there a Cameron song that we can use? No, not for radio. But, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it's approved uh, by the radio. Well, let's have Lev Bell record one. He's not doing anything. Oh gosh. Uh yeah, I'll, I'll hit him up and see what he can come up with. All right, cool. Appreciate it, Cam Hayward. <laughs> thanks, man. Appreciate it, guys. All right, we'll see you, see so, but the only reason that humans are the ones with the chin is cooking. Uh, apparently, humans figured out how to cook food to make it soft. So we evolved away from having big teeth and strong jaws, and we developed chins. Hold on. Hold on. So the cavemen <laughs> have no chins? No. I um, just Googled animals with chins. You're just going to say, well, don't apes have chins? I don't know. Well, doesn't a gorilla yeah, have a chin? Yeah, I think they do, no, right? It goes, it goes, it goes, it goes, chin. That's what they used to call okay. me in high school. Gorilla chin? Old gorilla chin. <laughs> gorilla chin Crawford. Sounds like a Grimm's fairy tale. <laughs> and then gorilla chin came to town. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Don't say gorilla chin three times. <laughs> <sighs> Julie Grant from Channel 2 filling in for Val with news uh, this morning, and she did uh, Monday for us as well. Mm-hmm. Or she brought was it cookies. Yes, yeah, thanks nice. so much for doing that for Oh, us. it's so much fun. Amazing. You guys are the best. I had to come back for more belly laughs. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, what do you got going on over there? What's, oh, before we you know, before we send it to you, first of all, a couple of uh, things I got to fix here. Uh, Cam was brought to you by our friends at Dawn's Appliances. Oh. Those uh, are our, our best friends. Yes, here in the Don's Appliances studios. Mm-hmm. It only makes sense. Uh, that was brought to you by Don's. And uh, we do need to send it down to the Channel 11 Weather Center to figure out what's going on weather-wise here on this uh, this August weekend in the Berg. All right, Julie, what's going on over there? All right, guys. Well, we're going to start with talking covers in the rock world. So today, Toto is paying back Weezer. So as we know, Toto's been riding a wave of unexpected publicity following Weezer accepting a challenge to cover the band's two biggest hits, Africa and Rosanna. Toto guitarist Steve Lukather saying, quote, my 30-something kids were flipped over Weezer recording two of our songs as their fans and we picked Hash Pipe. The irony that we were smoking hash before these guys were alive <laughs> was not lost on us and the other is it has a killer melody and a great groove so Toto's releasing a version of Weezer's Hashpipe today I just liked hearing you say smoke hash in your very newsworthy voice. Smoke hash. Smoking hash. Smoking hash. <laughs> Coming up later. Right. Hash. Smoking hash. I listened to Toto 4 yesterday the first time 
It was amazing. That is an amazing record. And I was listening to it going, this is perfect. I want to listen to it all the time. Oh, I'm an old white guy now. It happened. This nice. was yep. yeah, you the are. moment it turned. Creeps up on you. Toto yeah. 4 is the one that has Rosanna and Rosanna Africa. and Africa. It was a huge, huge hit uh, back in the day. I mean, they, they so many guys. Steve Picaro, Luke yeah. III. Those guys were all, you know, they're all legends. But um, also, people hate that song. It is a very sort of polarizing thing that's going on with Weezer and Toto right now. And I, I for one, wish it would stop. Yeah. You think? Yes. People hate it. <laughs> Why? And for as many people that love it, people are pissed. Why are people The cover pissed? thing? Is it the... Yeah. The like, just do something original. Stop. Me personally, I don't care. I really don't mm-hmm. care. That's fine. Remake movies. Remake... Uh, uh, classic albums. It doesn't bother me. Oh, don't worry. They will. They're, oh, they're on their way. Oh, I know. Yeah. Rosanna is arguably a better song than Africa. And 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 what of Hold the Line if we want to go early Toto? Is that the best Toto song? No. No? No, I think Rosanna is, but... Yeah, Rosanna's pretty good. Uh, in terms of, like, popular song. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's something that's a little more musically dense that I would get into with those guys, but I don't know Toto's How heavy catalog. are the rains in Africa? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Pretty heavy, I think. But Jarvis Landry has blessed them. So, yeah. Bless well, you know, maybe covers are the thing because last night in Seattle, Pearl Jam broke out a ton of covers. The main set featuring "Throw Your Hatred Down" by Neil Young, which, by the way, they recorded with Young in 1995. They had a snippet of "Help" by the Beatles, leading into their own "Help, Help." Um, also, "I'm a Patriot" by Steve Van Zant. The second encore had uh, "Comfortably Numb." By Pink Floyd, mm. of course. I've got a feeling by the Beatles. Rockin' in the Free World by Neil Young. Awesome. They played 33 songs Wednesday night, so a full quarter of their set was all covers. Oh, that's pretty fun. Kind of interesting. Yeah. That's a lot, though. That's a lot. If of you covers. pay to go see a band and they're like, "We're going to play other people's stuff," yeah. like, one or two is fine, but right. Agreed. Or is it if you've seen Pearl Jam that many times, you just don't care? Like you just want to see them sing any song? As <laughs> and a big part of their fan base is. You know, those kinds of those fans. kinds of fans. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, turning to your showbiz news, the Hollywood Walk of Fame has more than twenty six hundred stars. But did you know there are actually a lot of big name celebrities that you would think would have a star, but don't like Al Pacino, Robert De Niro? Nope. Don't what? have stars. It's because you have to show up. Aha. Uh-huh. You have to show up. And I think you have to give them some money. You do. Do right. you want to guess forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars is how much money you have to pay to keep up the maintenance of the star. Julie, you didn't give me a chance to guess. Sorry, I know. It just <laughs> like when I saw that, it just like I'm like is it that, really a that's, gift? That's, that's if you have to pay for your no. own star? I mean to those guys, that's nothing. Yeah. They yeah could that's true. Tell their agents or their managers like, Oh yeah, just go pay for that. Mm-hmm. But still Showing up is probably the thing that they're like, yeah, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And you have to, they have to schedule a ceremony. And so I guess some of these people will accept the honor, but never schedule one like Denzel Washington. Um, let's see. Oh, Angelina Jolie. She was never nominated. Never. It's kind of surprising. Yeah. Julie Roberts turned it down. Prince turned his down. Yeah, because he's tiny. <laughs> He'd yeah. be smaller than the star. He's like, he doesn't yeah, want to his put his, hand his little paw prints. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Tiny uh, feet and yeah. heels. You don't want to ever let <laughs> it on to. Uh, it's like the scene in Blazing Saddles. 
where he sees Douglas Fairbanks' hands. He's like, how did he do such great stunts with such small <laughs> hands? It would be funny if he had his footprints and it was just a pair of wedges. <laughs> or it's prints, though. He should have got, like, Wilt Chamberlain's foot to, to go in there. <laughs> just... A lot of people don't know this about me. I wear a size 15. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. Um, okay, so how about this? Into some um, stupid news, if you will. This is hilarious. A guy in England called the police because his wife was snoring loudly and he didn't know what to do. So he told them that she was snoring and he needed some help. They said this doesn't count as an emergency, sir. You should get your wife some medical help when she wakes up. Or try elbowing her in the ribs. (laughs) I think you should get arrested when you call 911 for stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We are coming to the house, sir, but it's to arrest you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You or you should be like forbidden from using nine one one for a year. I right. mean, think how terrifying that might be. You really would be careful. You really wouldn't call them unless you absolutely had to. Right. Maybe that would be a deterrent. Right? Yeah. You as just far made as we the know, list. This guy isn't going to face any charges. That's and the on my never went to the house. my uh, new constitution, along with you're allowed to punch somebody in the face once a year on an airplane. <laughs> Nobody would act up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There you go. All right, get this. A guy in Nebraska flipped his car on Wednesday, fled the scene, and when the cops went to arrest him, he picked up a frog and tried to use it as a hostage. Police ended up (laughs) chasing him. Back up, copper. The frog gets it. (laughs) Took him into custody. Thankfully, the frog was fine. Like, who does this? I mean... If you ever want really? to see Kermit alive, well, yeah, I mean, back if, he, up. if he's just holding the frog, I'm not convinced. If he starts singing the Rainbow Connection, I'd hesitate. I would. Then I'd be thinking about my life. Oh, my goodness. All right. So we're the cops were like, all right, all right, just don't hurt him. Don't do anything crazy. <laughs> they bring in a, a frog negotiator. This is when we need the, the Val Gerd. You know, where's the Val Gerd sound effect? Not here. Never mind. The one that sounds like a frog. All right, I'm done. Forget it. Forget <laughs> I said it. All right, what's Wait, next, really? Right. All right, we got some tips so you have a better weekend. So a few things you can do to make your weekend better. First of all, compress your chores so they don't take over your whole weekend. That is number one. Number two, put the phone and the computer away for at least a couple of hours. Give yourself some peacefulness, some quiet time away. And then number three, have something planned for your Sunday night so you take your mind off Monday morning. Ooh, so we know so many important. people dread the Monday morning, yes. return to work, plan Sunday something Sunday scaries. Night. Ooh, mm-hmm. they creep in. <laughs> are Sunday scaries just anticipation or are they booze withdrawal anxiety? Um, I think that they're just scaries. I think that they're just anxiety about the work week. Okay. Because I don't booze a lot right. on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And uh, You're strictly a weeknight guy. Can't go to sleep. Yeah. No? Nope. The anxiety of a work week keeps you up? Yeah, because Monday is just like too much has happened. I can't. It's like the the, the prep is just endless and it's yeah. and there's nowhere to cut it off. And I'm just like, I don't know when I'm done. And I'm it's midnight. What the, the thing I hate I is like HBO puts good shows on at like 10 o'clock on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I feel like I get FOMO if I'm not watching it. You know? Fear of missing out. Yeah. FOMO doesn't sound like that, but that's what it means. <laughs> yeah. Right. FOMO keeps me up. Have you met FOMO? (laughs) FOMO! Get over here and meet Bill! Come here, you big gorilla chin. (laughs) 
All right, now here's some good news. Um, so a courier service stopped an elderly couple from being scammed out of $15,000. Um, so this happened in St. Louis this week. Um, the scammers claimed that this couple's grandson was in an accident and needed money. You've heard about this grandparent scam, right? It's a real thing. But the owner of the courier service that was hired to mail the envelope full of cash for them got suspicious. He called the cops and alerted to police to this, to the, you know, the scam and thankfully saved that elderly couple $15,000 that they were going to send. Well, that's so, nice. Yeah, that's good thing he nice. was vigilant. Right. Yeah. You hate hearing about anybody being scammed, you know, especially elderly folks. I don't know how my and, mom doesn't get scammed on an hourly basis. She sends me emails that she gets all the time. She goes, I should sign up for this, right? You know, and it'll be some obvious total scam. I'm like, no. My mom thinks you need that. She thinks she needs to have the security of a a sovereign nation around her email account. Mm. She's uh, if you offer her a security, <laughs> she's buying. She's in. She's vigilant. Right? I know. I'm like, you don't need that. Everything's fine. Nobody's coming for your. You know, my your, email your Apple is now going to be protected by Nigerian princes guards. <laughs> mm, I don't think that's a thing on the internet. Well, we hear so much about scams. You would think people wouldn't actually mail an envelope. I mean, this happened just you know this week in St. Louis. Fifteen thousand dollars they put in in an envelope to mail. I mean, you think all the education yeah. we have and all the news stories you hear about this and yeah. these poor people really thought this was real about their grandson and yeah, yeah, that is sad. It I is. I almost got fished uh, the other day. Some mm. th- there's a scam with Apple Music. And I got an email from Apple Music. It looks totally 100% legit. And it's like, you signed up for this uh, you know, gold service of Apple Music. Your $60 a month fee starts Monday unless you cancel it by uh, Giving us all of your personal information. And then it says, mm. click link to cancel here. And I see it. I'm like, $60 a month? No way. And then I kick, clicked on the cancellation thing. And it like burped for a second before it went to the next screen. And I was like... Uh oh! This it's got to be a scam. And then I looked it up, and it is like it's a common scam. But I started clicking on the other links that they had just to see because they had like terms of privacy and everything. They had a little, it was really legit looking, uh, like it was from Apple, and they actually linked like real Apple site links there. So when you click on the other ah. stuff, it really does look like, oh well, this must be from Apple. But when you click on the one it says to cancel it takes you to the one where they fish you and they're like all right give us your uh, your password log in and let's get this you know we'll get it canceled so you just wow. don't ever do that stuff no anybody anything that asks for your password or any pertinent information through an email mm. no always yeah, call i've done that freeze your credit too bad. sign up for oh, security yeah. freezes mm-hmm. yeah I got mine frozen. Agencies. That's great, Randy. It's yeah. really the best thing. I you froze can my do. eggs too, but that, I didn't understand what that was, and I I just thought you were supposed to freeze. Like, how long you know, does that make uh, uh, keep them fresh? You can cook breakfast like for any time you want after oh, that. Well, that's phenomenal. But then I found out it was something else. But you can freeze your credit <laughs> very easily, mm-hmm. and it's what fifteen bucks a month or something like that, or is um, it like a one time fee? One time, one time, and it varies from state state to state. Some states are free. I, I'm not quite sure what. Pennsylvania's as I mm-hmm. did when I was in North Carolina, but it's it's like stopping an identity theft before it starts, right? Because the first thing a thief is going to do is try to take out a line of credit in your name, mm-hmm. and if they can't do that, then it can't go anywhere. So it's just why not do that? Why right. not? It just it's a no brainer, especially after Experian screwed up last year and gave out oh. like all that information. So the people that were supposed to be protecting you completely screwed oh, you, right? Like it became more important than ever. 
to mm-hmm. to freeze all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't done that right. yet, do it. Right. I was out with some people and I was complaining about those calls you used to get that were like, oh, there's a problem with your laptop. Uh, there's been a security. Just give us your serial number, and you know, you know, they, they're trying to get all of the information. And I was out with some people like, who, who would fall for that? Who is going to get a call from a random guy that says, "Oh, your laptop's on fire," and give them all this information? And the person across the table from me said, "I, um, I fell, I, I that. fell that, yeah. I fell for that, to, that today. To actually, I was just <laughs> on the phone with the bank trying to. I was like, oh." Oh, um, sorry for insulting you very directly. Uh, my mom will do it. My mom will. She'll. She falls for anything, oh. which is why I'm always like, "Don't just check with me first. Mm-hmm. Oh, I fell for something. It was like a Mac. It was like a Mac keepers, like a, you know. Oh, well, this is an antivirus thing you can download and then mm-hmm. clean your computer and rid it of any viruses. And I did it, and our engineer here yelled at me for like three days. Oh. He's like, "What are you doing?" You don't ever click on anything. I'm like, I. it said Mac keep cleaner. I, I don't know. It had the Apple icon. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you click on it, there's like a bunch of people toasting. Yeah. <laughs> Got another <No>. dummy. <laughs> Some, a bell rings in a sweatshop somewhere. Ding, 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 ding. It's because of that spoofing. It's like they make the icons and everything look so real. Yep. You know, and if you hover over them or you click them, you'll see it won't go to like a lot of these different business websites that are fraudulent. They'll Mm -hmm. they'll like take the Better Business Bureau's um, logo, for instance, to say that they're accredited, but they're really not accredited by the BBB. And if you go and like take your mouse over it and hover it, it won't go anywhere and you'll see that it's actually not. But um, so tricky. You have to. Be careful. Be careful. Be vigilant or vigilant. One of the two. Vigilant. (laughs) Vigilant. Julie Grant from Channel 2 filling in for Val. Uh, News brought to you by CCAC this morning. Julie, thank you so much. It's been so much fun. You guys are the best. No, you're the best. And she brought cookies. I know. Of course. These cookies are amazing. What is this? Grandview Bakery. Yes. Um, Awesome. You know what? Our common friend, Jimmy Schubert, coming to town next week. The great Jimmy Schubert is going to be here August 17th. At the Arcade Comedy Theater, a former headliner of the DVE Comedy Festival, now back downtown, right in the Cultural District at the Arcade Comedy Theater. Go to arcadecomedytheater.com slash events to get uh, your tickets to see Jimmy Schubert next Friday night, and uh, he'll be on the show with us next week. Don't wait on those tickets. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He crushes it every time. If you're thinking about going... This is a small room. These the, This show is going to sell out, I have no doubt in my mind. Oh, he's high energy. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. You will not be uh, lulled to sleep seeing Jimmy <laughs> next Friday night. Jimmy Schubert in town at the Arcade Comedy Theater. DVE Sports. Yeah, Mike Rizzuta back from uh, Steelers-Eagles. Game one of the preseason last night. Flying back with the team. Catching a few Zs on the couch upstairs. And here with sports for you now on your home of the black and gold 102.5. DVE and the Steelers got off to a pretty good start last night, Mike. Yeah, relatively uh, non-remarkable, but uh, you saw some of the things you want to see in that 31-14 victory. Saw some things you didn't want to see. Uh, the defense gave up a, a 22-yard run to Jay Ajayi early in the game, coming off of the Philadelphia goal line, and that play was memorable because John Bostic didn't get to the hole in time to stop it at the line of scrimmage, and then. Morgan Burnett missed a tackle, and then uh, Artie Burns missed a tackle. So some of the problems that uh, have plagued the Steelers in recent seasons were evident again. But uh, they also had their moments. A couple of them, uh, they got the Eagles not once but twice on the hard count, jump them offside, and then 
chuck it deep because you have a free play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Landry Jones did that with Juju Smith-Schuster, and it wound up turning into a 71-yard touchdown. Oh, yeah. Take That's a shot. for sure. No question. Like, just throw it up and throw it high and far as you can. You see the jump and you see the flag, and then you're like, let's go. Yeah, Mason Rudolph was apparently paying attention because when he got in the game, the same thing occurred, and he, th- he thought, why not throw it to my buddy James Washington and gain about 35? And then we had a free play. Landry obviously had, had, had popped him with one earlier, so the uh, great job by the center to snap the ball there and, and uh, you know, get, get a free play and, and move, move it down the field. Nice uh, detail for the Steelers to be on uh, coming out of the shoot with different people uh, executing the same thing. They didn't have any of those leading with the helmet penalties uh, that uh, everybody has talked about so much. Uh, they seem to have that figured out. Mike Tomlin said they worked a lot on that, and they'll continue to work on that because they don't want those penalties to be drive changers as they were uh, the Eagles extending a Steelers drive that turned into a touchdown march. And uh, we saw for the first time, uh, among other things, Terrell Edmonds, the number one pick. You saw him first on special teams, and he got mm-hmm. to play uh, a lot of defense. Uh, just my first tackle. I just had to fill the hole one time. Just came down, filled the hole. I think it was in the A-gap. Just, it was nice coming down and making it my first NFL tackle, my first stat, so that was nice. Yeah, it was nice. 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 He started uh, on uh, all four of the main special teams, punt, punt, return, kickoff, kickoff, return. Nice. So he's going to be uh, nice. he's going to be involved. Uh, probably the start of the night was uh, Youngstown State rookie Damon Patterson, who uh, caught six balls for seventy-seven yards, including a spectacular twenty-nine-yard touchdown reception. But uh, as good as Patterson was, he got the rookie treatment from Mike Tomlin afterward. Uh, the question was uh, posed to Tomlin uh, along the lines of, "Hey, this kid's had a really good camp, and he had another good game tonight. What does that mean?" Uh, here was Tomlin's response. He's made a few plays. I don't, you said good camp. You know, he's made some plays. And he made some plays tonight. You said that. In That's something words, you said. I didn't say that. Right. Nor will I. Because, you know, Mike Tomlin's hard on the rookies. But uh, the only injury of possible significance, uh, quad contusion for B.J. Finney. And uh, they need him back sooner rather than later because the offensive line is already pretty thin. And uh, the Steelers can't afford uh, to lose Finney going into September based on uh, the relative uncertainty regarding Ramon Foster and when he's going to be able to return. Preseason game number two. <laughs> it sounds like you're upset about it. <laughs> like a little, a little frog in the throat there. God, bit, I want to yeah. see him back. I think it's a piece of cheesesteak. Yeah, you got lodged. a little patch coming back up at you. Boy, I hit that hard. Uh, Good for you. Embarrassingly so, but man, that was fun. A little story for you, too. This might be out of school, but... Uh, I don't care. You know, Thursday, uh, it, it's a night game, so you wake up Thursday and you got of got time to kill. So uh, I like to do the historic stuff. Uh, I went to Independence Hall. I went to Congress Hall. I went to the Revolutionary War Museum. Mm-hmm. Just kind of... Stuff a, I'd expect you to do. A portrait gallery. Um, and then I'm on the bus last night, and Kevin Colburn ends up sitting next to me. And where we stayed was right by the University of Pennsylvania. Um, they call it uh, that, that part of Philly's called University Place. I'm not actually that familiar with mm-hmm. it, but it's where it's where Penn and Drexel are, and it's kind of a little area within the big city. And uh, Kevin Colbert was asking me what I was doing, and uh, I, I showed him some pictures in my phone of the room where they signed the Declaration of Independence and that stuff. And he said, uh, "Yeah, I checked out some historic sites too." And he shows me his phone. 
he went to the Palestra, which if you know that's a college basketball, it's an iconic old college basketball barn where they play the big five games in Philadelphia, Villanova and, and Penn and those teams. Uh, it's a historic site in the college basketball game. And he went to Franklin Field, which is right nearby, which uh, the Eagles used to play there. And they hold the Penn Relays there, which is one of the biggest track meets in the country. And he, Kevin's like, yeah, this was my historical visit. So sports venues. These sports venues. Yeah. He's, he's such a regular fan, you know. It, GM of the Steelers, you'd think that implies a certain way to comport yourself. And, yeah. Uh, well, d- Kevin's the GM of the Steelers. And he's the guy who sits in the lower bowl at the Penguin games. And he's a Pittsburgher. He goes to the Palestra because oh, yeah. he had He's down. 100% a Pittsburgher. Oh, uh, look, an empty basketball arena where nothing's happening. This is really cool. Spectrum's not there anymore, right? They tore it down. Uh, I mean, it was there for a while. Yeah. It was because I remember seeing it when I went to the ballpark the one time because it was right. Yeah, because their minor league team played there for a while. Okay. That's, that Flyers, when they called a guy up from the AHL, he had to walk across the parking lot. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. So, fun in Philly. Mike's trip to Philly. And you're going to be going to Boston to see Pearl Jam. Yeah, I was real interested in the uh, story Julie had last hour. You know, they got some. I, I know they played a lot of covers, but they got some good ones of their own. I like covers. Pearl Jam. DBE. For the Pittsburgh Steelers touchdown. 62 yards. And that's how you do it, Bang. Mike. Juju to the house from Landry. Fits Toussaint with a nice night as well. First and goal with the two and a half. The give to Fitzgerald Toussaint. He weaves through traffic, gets touchdown. to the goal line, and that is a touchdown for the young man from Youngstown, Ohio, Fitzgerald Toussaint. Defense was on it too. Sensabaugh with a pick early, and then Cam Sutton follows with a second. Gets the snap, pocket collapses, he throws it down the field, intercepted, pulled in by Cameron Sutton, running wide right, turns at the 40, turns at the 35, and has run out of bounds near the 34-yard line. AC with a sack. Has time. Pumps. Uh-oh. Pocket collapses. He scampers out left. He's running. He's hit. He's down. Catching up with him in a flourish was the Steelers' defender to bring him down to end this is the, the end half. of the first half. Steelers' defender, Anthony Ciccolo. AC. What were you trying to do there? Don't know. <laughs> you know this one. Tomlin called him that. This Did he really? Great yeah, interceptions. Uh, looked like the guy ran. There was miscommunication between the quarterback and the receiver on one, and the other one was just a bad throw where he was staring the guy down. And But they caught the ball. Yeah. First rule of interceptions, catch it when they catch throw it to you. the ball. A Patterson touchdown and backflip, three field goals from Boswell. The Steelers get a W in their first preseason game. Yeah, it's basically a glorified practice, but, you know, at least they weren't tripping all over themselves out there last night. Game two next week. Looked like they knew what they were doing. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, game two next week in Green Bay. So, Mike, you get a couple of nice travel weeks out of the way early, and then the Cheese other steaks. ones will you just hang out in town Rocks. after that. Uh, Green Bay is just pretty much drink. <laughs> when you look, get a cheese plate. The biggest People like cheese curds out there. I'm not a cheese curd guy. I don't know what that is. What's really? a cheese curd? It's like fried cheese. Ooh. I who think. Would, who wouldn't like that? I don't know. I'm not real. I, everybody seems to eat it. I've looked at it and like, nah. Isn't that what's in poutine? Like the, is isn't it? Isn't that what's in? Yeah, it's like kind of tasteless. Well, then I'm definitely not eating it. Yeah. Because it's Canadian? <laughs> Thank you. 
That's next Thursday. And, uh, of course... Oh, I like my American bacon. Michael will be headed out to camp <laughs> for the remaining four days, yeah, right? Yeah, four more uh, public practices Saturday through Tuesday. Okay. And then that's uh, that's a wrap. And that's a wrap on your 32nd Steelers training camp. As Casey Hampton would say, this bleep's a wrap. That's allowance offer ends 8118. It's the DVE Morning Show. Randy Bauman along with Bill Crawford. Sean Collier's been hanging out with us this morning from Pittsburgh Magazine. Julie Grant from Channel 2. Mike Pursuta back from Steelers-Eagles preseason game number one in Philadelphia last night. Sean, a review of the reviews. Or the movies out this weekend. A review of the reviews. I thought they went well enough. The Meg. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Meg. It, I mean, if you if you like wake up from surgery and you're kind of loopy from anesthesia, you're in the exact right mindset for the Meg. You're, you're, <laughs> you have the appropriate mental power. I guess you'll have fun because it's a big shark. Spike Lee's Black Klansman is very good. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no sharks in that one. Uh, not that I remember. No. And uh, Mike, uh, last night's uh, main takeaway from Steelers Eagles. I uh, hope B.J. Finney's okay. Uh, preseason is always first and foremost about who gets out of it healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Quad contusion. Uh, Finney didn't want to talk about it afterward, so I, I can't give you any ideas to how long that might be. But that offensive line depth is not uh, – they, they should not be comfortable with uh, the way that stands right now. So stay tuned on that. Um I thought they looked uh, like they had been kind of paying attention during camp, and they applied some things that went well for a first game. Some splash on the defense. They get the ball back. Turn the ball over. That's that, big. that can eliminate a lot of problems. Um, I, I, I continue to really like watching Terrell Edmonds play. Um, I don't know if you guys have picked up. I'm pretty high on him as uh, a contributor. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly in what capacity yet, but – I think he's going to help. Um, and st- remember the Ben interview we did at, at training camp, uh, and he talked about Ridley having a really good camp, which not a lot of people are talking about Stephen Ridley. And his, his rushing he, totals were unremarkable. He had a little bit of a slow start last night. Yeah, you know, running behind the reserve offensive line, he, he didn't find a lot of room. But he really showed up, I thought, in the passing game, uh, both catching the ball and on the protection end of it. So, some good stuff. Okay. On, on to Green Bay. And then you don't think anything's going to be made from this uh, Deflategate 2 thing, Deflategate. right? I mean... I, I, first I heard of it was 20 minutes ago when Joe showed me the printout. It just seems ridiculous. And and it's one of those clickbait things, and it's going to be fun to throw around on social media. And people are going to try to equate this with what the Patriots did. Uh, not you mean what they did in a playoff game? Yeah, not... not even close to being the same thing in terms of circumstances. But also, the biggest likelihood here is that this was an accident if it was indeed deflated at all. I can't imagine they're deflating them in a preseason game. I did notice Big Dan was, he kept sitting on a bunch of footballs, <laughs> bouncing up and down like they were. Was that old kid's toy, the hippity hop? Yeah, the hippity hop. <laughs> the McCullers was doing that I wonder last why night. he was doing that, but now maybe there's a little clarity. Listen, Big Dan get, got to get some props. He was chasing the quarterback to the yes, sideline last night. He's still breathing heavy from I that. I have never seen that before. The whole team was going crazy on the sidelines. If Big Dan actually sat on the ball, it wouldn't be deflated. It would be a pancake. It would pop. It'd just pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then a white flag would come up <laughs> from the ball. So the Buccos are at San Francisco uh, all weekend long. They're at the Giants. They are. They won again last night, 10-5. to 5, And... Uh, Clint Hurdle trying a little something tonight. They're bringing Clay Holmes out of the minors to get a spot start. 
He just wants to back up the rotation a little bit. They've got an off day on Monday, mm-hmm. so he wants to give everybody a little uh, temporary breather here as they uh, get ready for the stretch run. Seven out in the division, four out in the wild card, four over five they They're in it. Love it. Don't know about the likelihood of uh, finishing it, but they are in it, and it's cl- approaching mid-August. It's perfect. The weather's, I'm telling you right now, there's going to start to be a little chill in the air at night. You can start to get into that crispy, crisp before fall. Mm-hmm. Crispy, crisp. Also crispy, crisp. Delicious cereal. Mm-hmm. If you've never had it. I Julie Grant from Channel 2. The, uh, the Red <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, for uh, stopping by twice this week to help us out. Oh, it's been my pleasure. And tell Val how much I missed her. That's the only bad thing about filling in for Val is I don't get to visit with Val, too. So we give will. Her my love when she comes back. When she's we'll gone, it's kind of like when your mom went on vacation when you're a kid and your dad had to watch the house and everything just went to hell. And <laughs> oh, then yeah. she comes back and goes, hey, we're so sorry. We appreciate you so much more. <laughs> we should hire a cleaning lady before. Uh, oh, yeah. Over. Yeah. She's going to be oh. furious otherwise. Uh, Sean, do you have any comedy going on this weekend? I do. Uh, tomorrow night, I will be at Arcade. They're letting me improvise. It's the first time I've done improv in like 10 years. My girlfriend, Mary Beth Coolen will be doing the monologues, and so they added me to the team to make stuff up. So see how that goes at the Arcade Hootenanny uh, tomorrow night at 8 p.m. I don't think you should qualify Good it luck. as your girlfriend. You should just say her name. I should just say Mary yeah. Beth Coolen. I mean, well, I'm I glad mean, you have a girlfriend. Thank you. But, like, also, I think you should just say that's who's there. Right. Because it might minimize her... Uh, her comedic uh, skills. Yes. I. But, uh, yes, you are correct. They Maybe are letting, it minimizes his. They are letting me <laughs> tag along with her. Okay. She is the skilled uh, improviser. Right. Now, and they are letting me accompany her. You are this, her boyfriend. Game. I am her boyfriend. So that's what I took from most. that is he wouldn't have got the gig if he wasn't That is dating. exactly correct. Yes. All right. Okay. You are the baggage. Yes. Okay. Let's Just making that clear for, for her sake. Come to see her and see if I can not screw it up. That's kind of a sexist take on your part there. How? You oh, no. Right I think if anyone, it was mine. That it was minimizing the woman. It was. I thought we just established it was minimizing him. Yeah, but he said it wrong. If he would have I said did. it in a way that actually minimized him, then I wouldn't have said nothing because I would have agreed with it. It's a minor semantic squabble. We, we we walked into a gender minefield there, and no one came out looking hey, good. Hey, look, I... Uh, By the I, way, I think I that's the name weird. of the new club down in <laughs> Station Square. Gender minefield? Yeah. yeah. I felt weird whenever I said hire a cleaning lady. I was like, is that okay anymore? No. Probably not. Well, you a weren't cleaning. like, hire a Mexican. I mean, you well, weren't like... <laughs> now we're bringing it in my head. I thought, yeah. I thought Mexican woman. <laughs> you see, now you're getting very specific. How big of a hole can we deal <laughs> dig on the way out? Here? Dude, we could all get fired in under 60 we're seconds. We're going to dig a hole so deep, we'll... A, a Chinese woman will greet us <laughs> and clean and clean it out. Yeah, it could be that bad, but don't we won't. Oh, no. We won't Mike, let it. Go. Don't go there. Mike, don't go there. Mike, don't I'm telling you right I now. I got scooter one, but I'm not no, going there. No. Hold that hand. Hang Love on. Saving a beauty on that one. Hand. Go into the weekend with <laughs> with the W. Oh, this is killing me. Ah, uh, that's okay. You can Playing always no limit poker here. You can always tweet it out and get fired that way too. So. <laughs> Think of it like that. Michelle's up next with the electric lunch at noon update on Sean McDowell. He's appearing uh, to be a little more uh, lucid and uh, engaged on social media. So don't be afraid to tweet him and wish him well as he's recovering from open heart surgery. This past weekend, he had a valve replaced. He is the man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's... And it's not a cow valve, which is amazing. No. He, it, it we was... had it repaired, right? Not, not it, replaced. Yeah, they didn't have to replace it. Correct. Good yeah. News. yeah. 
They did the uh, the Jiffy Lube thing where they said, here's your valve and here's what a, a new one looks like. He's like, I'll keep it. You got the filter we'll do it with next that? time. We'll do it next time. <laughs> I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him done, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.